Okay, welcome to episode seven of the Unqualified Podcast. I'm still Jesse. And I'm still Megan. And, and we have our first unqualified guest, my sister, Lacey. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what She's in the talkative. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so today we're going to talk about the 2008 movie, The Strangers, towards the end of the podcast, and at the beginning of the podcast, we're going to talk like we usually do. Yep. The usual. The usual. Um, so I feel like the first thing we have to talk about is your dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, tell everybody the backstory to this. Okay, um, you want to say what happened? Which one? Why don't, the, today, so why don't oh, no, you tell us? First one first. Oh, did we not talk about the first one? No, I don't think Actually, we did. Actually, let's go back five. Let's talk about the start. Talk let's go. The start. Yeah. All right. Moved here. I wasn't here, but they moved here in November, which is Florida. You know. And then. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> and then basically my dad bought a new truck because he used to have in, what was it? An Audi. An Audi. And then he just, he wanted his truck back. He used to always have trucks. So he bought this truck, you know, what was it, the day of? It was like, yeah. Really the cool. day he got the truck, someone rear-ended him? No, they sideswiped his mirror. I thought that was the second crash. <laughs> that was, You're right. That was the second one. Oh, my God. Okay. Dude got rear-ended in the truck. No, no, he didn't. Someone was yield, was supposed to yield, you know? You know what a yield sign is. Someone's supposed to yield. Went right into the side of his truck. He had to get that fixed. Then, a couple weeks later, he's sitting at a stoplight. And then some guy comes right up, clips his mirror. And then, what was the third one? Was that your car? Oh, it was my car. My dad took my car to work for the day. We took... We went mini-golfing that day. We went mini-golfing. Worst day of my life. Um... <laughs> We went mini golfing and he had my car. Next thing I know, my mom's calling me. I need to speak to Lacey. I need to speak to Lacey right now. And I was like, what? And she was like, your father got into an accident. Mind you, first thing I asked, is my car good? <laughs> and you know, can I just, go ahead. I was just going say, you know what that reminds me of is uh, the story I was telling about when I got shot in the eye with the airsoft gun. And Omid just basically ignored the fact that I just got shot exactly. in the eye. Because I said, shot in the eye, not good. And Omid's like, doo, 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 doo. you good? Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> it's well, a lot like that. Your dad just got in an accident. Is my car okay? <laughs> so her first reaction, I was with her because we were out mini golfing with my friend. And her first thing was the car. Is the car okay? And she literally was like crying. So when I finally got the phone from my mom and I heard that there was an accident, I'm like, oh my God. Is our dad okay? Like, <laughs> excuse me? Mind you, Megan doesn't have a car, so it doesn't count. I bought that car <laughs> with my own money. And mind you, the only reason that I knew my father was okay was because she was asking for me and not both me and my sister. Therefore, there could not have been any damage towards him because she would have flat out just said that. She just said, Lacey, your father got into an accident in your car. So <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, my car is totaled. He he must have totally like he must have hit someone. No, dude got rear-ended sitting still at a stoplight. You know. Number four. Oh my god. The big. One. I didn't know that all of these were in Florida. When you oh, told yeah. me today you got into another accident and you said how many this was, I thought that was lifetime. <laughs> like. No. 
No, I mean, it might be. I don't know how many accidents he had before. Well, more than here. the amount that he's at, or, or you know, if, if he, you know. Um, yeah. I just lost, like, what I was trying to say there. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I get what you're saying. But the fourth one, I was with my mom. It was my mom's birthday, okay? Me and her went to Disney that morning, and then we went to Ripley's Believe It or Not um, Museum while we were killing time until my dad met us for dinner. We were going to go to this place called Charlie's because my mom wanted, like, a nice dinner for her birthday, you know? Oh, so it's not like Charlie's Subs? Oh, no, no, no. It was Charlie's Steakhouse. Because <laughs> that's what I really was good. thinking when you said, wait, Charlie's Steakhouse. They used to have one of those in the mall, didn't they? I don't know if it's the Up same, here? but we, oh, there okay. was a Charlie's in the mall. I don't know if yeah. it's the same, though. Um, But when you said Charlie's, I was thinking of like Charlie's Subs, which is oh, yeah, they have in the mall, too. Mall They're very too. good. Shout out to Charlie's. But uh, And then you said like she wanted like a nice dinner. I was like, the bar is low. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I would like to have I just want to have like a really nice dinner for my birthday. So like, why don't we all like hop into the car and go to Arby's? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Arby's. Megan sitting in the back just fucking stewing like, no. It's not even my birthday and I'm upset about it. <laughs> so. She basically, we're at Ripley's Believe It or Not. We were going to go to dinner. I made us reservations right after dinner to go to the Museum of Illusions in Orlando. And I'm super hyped for this. So anyway, we go through and we're just in the museum and we're at the gift shop because we went through the whole museum. And my mom, I'm like looking at the stuff and my mom, all of a sudden she gets a call. She picks up the call and I'm still looking at the stuff. I'm going to buy something, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, get a little souvenir. And my mom was like, Megan, we have to go. And she runs out the door. And I'm like, what? So I was like, <laughs> I literally was so like annoyed. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm about to just buy this. But there was like someone in line. So I was like, forget it. I'll just come back, I guess. And I like <laughs> put it down and I went outside. And I'm like, what? And then I just look at the FaceTime and I see my dad with just blood dripping down his face. Like <laughs> he's just covered in blood. And I'm like, immediately immediately freaking out i'm just like what happened what happened is he okay he was at a is the car okay (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i was like my car it was her (laughs) hyundai but it's not her car she just got a new car but it was my old car it was yeah exactly it was the old car so (laughs) basically you know i'm just we're just like what happened what happened but my dad he's so out of it like he is just like completely disoriented and yeah because he's fucking concussed like (laughs) We found out later that he didn't even realize he called us. Like, he was oh my like, God. I called you? <laughs> so the car completely totaled. Like, it was, if it had gone any faster, I think, how fast did they hit him? 50. It was 50? 50. Holy shit. Yeah, because he was at a dead stop. It was on the Right. The guy and they were probably, him. did they ever figure out was, like, the person that hit him on, like, their phone or? The guy lied. He said that everybody was slowing down, even though he totaled five, four out of five cars. Right got totaled from that accident. i bet his i bet his insurance fucking loves him he the guy whose who like, fault that was yeah i think he had shitty insurance so it was annoying like yeah like it's apparently in america guys i don't know if you guys knew this but if you want to get out of an accident without any real repercussions just get the cheapest insurance you can find <laughs> and there's nothing anyone can fucking do about it welcome to america Solid. Love it. Yeah, it's great. It's great. What a great system. I know. It's amazing. It, we we got to protect the shitty drivers of the world and make sure that, you know, they can't, you know, have to pay for their actions. Like, we just we got to make sure. So, anyway, car's fucked up. His face covered in blood. Like, it was really bad. And I remember going to the hospital. He had to get, you know, be brought by ambulance to the hospital. 
We drove out to Lakeland in the hospital to meet him, which was like an hour and a half away. We drove by the accident because it was still in the process of being cleaned up. And we oh saw the car. So he gets to the hospital. <laughs> and then um, he's just, to- he's totally out of it. And then he like looks at my mom and he goes, I have to tell you something. And she's like, what? He's like, I broke it. I broke something. And then she's thinking he means like a bone. Like there's something, like he thinks something's broken. Right. She's like, what did you break? What did you break? He's like, you know, you know, the, the shift, the thing, the switch to turn on the windshield wipers. <laughs> well, I think I broke it off. Like, <laughs> I, mean, like, I got news matters. for you. A lot more on that car is broken. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't think it really matters. Guess what? The whole car's fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he asked me to take a picture of him. Like he's still completely out of it. He asked me to take a picture of him. He's like, I want to see how bad it is. I was like, okay. So I go to take a picture like bird's eye. And then he just, he smiles. <laughs> like this man poses. <laughs> He's like, cheese. <laughs> he doesn't remember any of this, by the way. Anyway, so that's accident number four, which just happened a little over a month ago. Yeah, just over a month ago. Yep. I mean, and, and can I just say that when we, the way I found out that this accident happened was that you sent a Snapchat to me and Jordan in the group of your dad in the hospital in a neck brace, <laughs> covered in blood. In no context. And I'm, I was walking around the mall. I'm like, uh, can I get some backstory here? Like, what the fuck? It's yeah, like, what happened? Picture. That was the picture he asked me to take. That he wanted to see how bad it looked. Yeah. That, that was the picture. Because, you know, he's, he was smiling in the picture. <clears throat> yeah. That's the only reason I didn't have a heart attack when I got it. Because I was like, well, he's smiling. How bad can well, it be? <laughs> he's just being chill about it. Yeah. Um, and then today, Lacey and I get a text from my mom. And I'll let her. So, I'm at work, right? I'm cleaning up, getting ready to go home. And I get a text from my mom, and she's like, number five just happened. And I was like, number five? Mambo number five. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, what do you think? And I was like, hmm, how many animals we got? We got six animals, but maybe she's not counting, like, Gracie or Kato. I'm like, oh, my God, they got us a dog. We got a dog. (laughs) You're like about to celebrate. You're like, fuck yeah. No, I'm I'm texting my mom. I was like, oh my God, did you get a dog? Did you get Megan a bearded dragon? Like, oh my God, what is it? And then I just get a single word text accident. And I was like, oh, okay, got it. So then I called her because I got the same text. That's how she wanted to tell us. She just sends us number five just happened and i'm like what what does that mean so i called her she's like what do you think it means and she's all like passive aggressive i'm like whoa chill i don't know she's all angry she's like what would be number five what has happened four times and i was like (laughs) no she's like yup (laughs) and i said what happened like obviously i get it now it was a car accident i was like what happened she's like a fucking car accident and i said yeah got that (laughs) i got that (laughs) we've established this much what I want to know is what happened. Were you rear-ended? And she's like, rear-ended. And I said, okay, were you stopped, stopping? She's like, we were dead stop. Dead stop at a stoplight. And the guy just, like, got um out of the car and was like, oh, I didn't see you there. And then. I didn't see like, you. You were right in my blind spot directly in front of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My mom, I guess, got out of the car, and she was just like, she's like, what do you mean you didn't see us? What do you mean? Where were you looking? Were you looking over there? Were you looking over there? Maybe over there, but not in front of you. And she starts <laughs> flipping out on the guy. Because I don't know if I've mentioned this, my mom's new car is, like, her most prized possession. She's in right. love with it. <laughs> and literally, <laughs> she told my dad he wasn't allowed to drive her car. 
Oh, by the way, he was driving. I don't know if we mentioned that. The, the crazy thing is, is that he's not at fault in any of these. He's just a fucking magnet for just fucking idiot drivers. My mom does blame him, though, for every accident <laughs> he's been in. Of course. She said, you need to get your license taken away. You shouldn't be driving. You know, you're, you're such a reckless driver, and this is what happens. How dare drivers. you recklessly sit at a red light and wait to go? The audacity. Um, it just literal chaos. So, moral of the story, if you are either thinking about visiting Florida, thinking about moving to Florida, or putting yourself in any situation where you may be behind the wheel of a car or just in a car in Florida, <laughs> let it You're be in known. danger. <laughs> yes. The people here do not know how to drive. Like, you better it's keep just, your head on a fucking swivel. <laughs> literally, I don't understand what it is. You know what I think it is? I was talking um, to my parents today. I don't see... If I'm in Connecticut and I'm driving down the road, I, I almost every time I go somewhere, I see a cop. At one point or another, I'm seeing a cop sitting down, like sitting on the side of the road, looking for traffic, looking mm-hmm. through traffic, right? You don't see that here. Really? Barely see any cops. Giant ass state, tons of tourists, barely any police. Not Maybe that's why, police. though, because they've got so much more to do. Yeah. So here's my solution. Because clearly the people of Florida don't know how to drive. So I think we need, like, GPS companions that remind them to keep their eyes on the fucking road. Like, so here's what I'm thinking. Like, a uh, a Dora the Explorer, right? And when you're driving, when you're approaching an intersection or a red light, whatever, she'll just pop up and be like, do you see a car you're about to hit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they might need that because... You know, it's the I mean, only way. I don't understand it. I really don't. I mean, I just think there needs to be, like, deeper consequences for this. Like, when I got into my car accident, like, it may or may not have been my fault. It was a long time ago, like, six-plus years ago. But when I tell you the immediate, like, remorse I felt, I felt so guilty. I felt so stupid. And I felt I was so much more careful. Like, even to this day, I'm, like, extra cautious. Yeah, I'm, like, the amount of, when I drive, I check my mirrors like too much like yeah i guess my just, dad watched it happen <laughs> well i mean and, and like what are you really gonna do like i almost had somebody do that to me one time me and my friend uh my old friend tj were in uh, uh i think we were in manchester and uh we were sitting like we were by that hooters there mm-hmm. um and we were just sitting at the red light and there was like a pickup truck coming behind us and we're, we're stuck at the red light like there's nowhere to go from there like there's no like turning out of the lane like we're boxed in but there's nobody behind us, and I see this pickup truck coming, and he is flying. And I'm like, well, this is not going to be a great situation because I can't <laughs> do anything about this. And he's not slowing down. He might be speeding up. And at, like, the last possible second, this dude broke right and drove, like, over the median into the entrance into, like, a parking lot to avoid hitting me. But I was like – like, me and TJ just sat there, and, like, we kind of – like, he saw it too, and we just didn't say anything for a minute. And I think we were going to Hooters for dinner. And I don't think we said a word until we got inside. I'm like, so we almost died. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was like, crazy. all right, I'll take uh, the all-you-can-eat wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I just – I feel like getting into – I don't know. I don't know why. I just when I got into my car accident, I was like immediately like lesson learned, super cautious. I mean, isn't that how you felt after you got in your? When I got into my accident, it was my fault. 
and I, <laughs> I have never felt. Does I the insurance agree with that? Because you might have just admitted to <laughs> No, no, they did. The cops came over and they were talking to me and they were like, what happened? And I was like, it was my fault. Like I went, I didn't I mean, see them. And they were like, well, obviously. And I was like, oh, okay. oh. <laughs> <laughs> like you're trying to do the, the right thing by owning up to it. And they're like, yeah, it is your fucking fault. <laughs> yeah. Shit. But mind you, every single one of those accidents he got in, only one out of five apologized. That's it. The really? rest of them, the rest of them made up excuses like some that I cannot say because you guys will get canceled. And <laughs> oh dear, I'm gonna want to hear about that off the air. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like every single one of them made excuses. Oh, like I'm sorry, I just didn't see you. No, I'm sorry, I just didn't see you, or I don't speak English, or. Anything. <laughs> because anything. everybody knows that if you don't speak English, that clearly has something to do with your driving. Everyone <laughs> like, knows oh, what sorry I didn't, is didn't in there. Don't speak English. Like, <laughs> I was driving in another language. Sorry. I, I, don't under, I don't understand that excuse. Like, hey, man, you just hit me. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't speak English. Yeah. What? Like, I get, to get out of the station. <laughs> but in terms of using that as an excuse, kind of thin. Okay. <laughs> now my turn anymore. <laughs> I almost got it. I so I knock on wood. I have not been in an accident, but I did almost get into one like twelve years ago now. I'm pretty sure this was the winter of 2010. This is when I was going to uh com- the community college. I was going to Three Rivers, and we had one morning there was like a really bad snowstorm, and for whatever reason, uh, like the people who make whoever makes this decision at Three Rivers were like, hmm. Fuck it. We're just going to send it and we're going to have all the students come in anyway. So they didn't cancel school. I had a 35 minute drive to school. And like when you're coming towards Three River, there's like a little point where it's it's not like a big downhill. But if you're driving in a half a foot of snow, it is. Yeah. And I'm coming down the hill and uh, at the bottom of the hill, I could see there was another car down there, but it's snowing really heavy. So I can't really see it that clearly. But as I'm getting closer, I'm like, they're not moving. Like. <laughs> So I go to hit the brakes and I just go into a slide and I had a Jeep and I was driving in four wheel drive at the time. So like me not being able to stop, it was pretty like that's how much snow there was. And uh, so I can't stop. And because I'm going down a slight decline, I start picking up speed, even though I'm not trying to like I'm on the brakes, but I'm just going faster because I'm just like the my gravity. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's how gravity works. And uh at like the last possible second, like I had to make a decision because now I'm like, I'm like less than 20 feet from like nailing this fucking car. Mm-hmm. And now I see why the car was stopped in the middle of a snowstorm on a two lane road. Like it's, you know, one lane going each way. Somebody stopped to talk to a pedestrian walking on the side of the road. Are in you the serious? Storm. I was furious. But so I can't go left around the car because there's cars coming and I will head on collide with them. I can't just plow through the back of this car and I can't go around them to the right because there's a person standing there talking to the driver of the, of the, or passenger of this car. So at like the last second, I just made like a snap decision and I like yanked the wheel hard, right. And I drove into a snowbank and in the back of my car, like fishtailed around. And I swear it came like an inch away from hitting the back end of that car. And then the fucking guy on the road had the audacity to stare at me. Like I did something wrong. I'm like, Hey, dumb fuck. There's a fucking snowstorm, and you're talking to somebody stopped in the middle of the road. Uh, he just stared at me like like I like I was an idiot. I was like, what are we fucking doing here? 
Yeah, like get in the car if you need to talk to them. Like, yeah. People can't stop when there's snow everywhere. Yeah, I literally like I as soon as I realized that the car was stopped, I I started like applying the brakes. Like, Jen, I didn't slam on them because it's snowing. I know you don't do that. Didn't matter. I just start sliding. I could feel like the brakes just just decide to give up and and relinquish its power to the snowstorm. And then yeah. uh, and then I just backed up and went back on my merry way back to the school. And then and then I was like, I'm a fucking badass. I'm like, I just got out of the <laughs> accident. That should have been a fucking like three car pile up. Oh Jesus! You're like you're like imagining the scenario. Like it should have been this, but it was this. And then you're just like wishing it on yourself. You better knock on wood really hard, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I did, I did knock on wood. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was the one thing. Like moving to Florida, I was like, all right, cool. I'm never gonna have to stress about getting into a car accident because of snow ever again. But now I have to stress about getting into a car accident because of random ass people that should not have their licenses but they somehow do yeah you live in new england you got to worry about the elements and like <laughs> you know snow or or ice in the winter time and uh you, you move to florida and you, you should have good driving conditions at all times but somehow it's still more dangerous <laughs> yeah it's like it's literally just you gotta watch out for those red lights they're all florida man yeah like florida <laughs> man should not have his license and they're all men too i don't know if i mentioned that but all these people in these accidents were men so no, that that's Jesse, right. but I don't think men know how to drive. Okay. I just told you a story about how I was like Jason Statham in the transporter getting at avoiding an accident. So clearly hey, your logic doesn't hold up. I mean, I wasn't there, so I can't really. Okay. All right. Live. I see how, I see how it's going to go. <laughs> but, um, you mentioned that there was a story that you were going to yes. tell. Yes. Yeah, and so I know time. that I've heard this story like years ago when it happened. Lacey, however, has not heard this story, so I am excited to hear the story again, but I'm also yeah. super excited to hear her reaction. Yeah, so everybody just bear with me because it's kind of a long story, but I feel like it'll be worth it. Um, so this happened in 2012. This was the night of September 22nd, 2012. Yeah, this was at my house, and uh, this is like about a year after I started working for the popular grocery store that I worked for. Um, yeah. Too yeah. Too we all did at some point. <laughs> yeah. All three of us. Um, never together, but well, actually, no, you guys worked together, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this is about a year after I started working there and I finally got my first week of vacation. So I worked a Friday night and then I was on vacation on Saturday. Uh, I had the day off and then I was on vacation sa- uh, like Sunday to Saturday. And I think I was off like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the following week, too. So I'm like hyped up because I've been working straight through for a year now and I'm 19 years old, you know, so I'm still a kid. And I just basically went from school to working with no vacation for a year straight. So I'm hyped up. I worked, I get out of, I get out of work at nine. I go home, I was playing some video games and then I was talking to my friend Chelsea and we were talking about old Dane Cook clips. Um, cause we grew up listening to Dane Cook's up comedy. And so we were talking about some of our favorite clips and then I ended up going on to YouTube because there was this cool thing that they used to do on YouTube where people would take like Dane Cook, Dane Cook clips and sync them up and like act them out in Halo. And they were like they were great videos that I grew up watching. So I'm I'm having a good night. You know, I'm watching the videos and then uh, me and my dad were going to be leaving the next day to go to Foxborough, Massachusetts, because we were going to the Patriots home opener uh, game against the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. So we were going to go up Saturday morning, stay uh, overnight in Foxborough, come home after the game or whatever, or maybe Monday morning. But either way, 
So it's getting kind of late. I decided I'm going to go to bed. But before I go to bed, this is probably like 11.30. And I decided before I go to bed, I'm going to go use the bathroom. Because I don't really want to wake up in the middle of the night and like have to go to the bathroom and then not be able to fall back asleep and then wake up in the morning and try to pack and then forget like my phone charger because I'm overtired. So I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom right now because I don't, I don't want that to happen, even though I don't really have to go. So this is when my, my room was on the bottom floor. Um, I walk out of my, my room. I take like a left into the hallway and then there's the bathroom is in the middle of the hallway and I turn on the hall light and then I walk, I approach the bathroom door and, uh, I, I look inside and like the lights coming in from the hallway and it kind of, it, it looked almost like somebody had thrown a towel down and I was seeing like the shadow, but something in my, in my, in my mind is, is sending off alarm bells. So, uh, I kind of like reach inside the, the, the door and I flick on the bathroom light because I'm not going in there until I know for sure what's going on. And I turn on the light and on the bathroom floor, there was not a towel. Instead, there was a three foot fucking black snake just chilling in my fucking bathroom. So now I don't know if you know this and certainly most any of our listeners may not know this. I'm fucking afraid of snakes. I didn't always <laughs> I wasn't always afraid of snakes. It started as a child. I used to think snakes were cool. I would like read reptile books. I think I touched one at like a field trip to like some place where they keep all the reptiles. I don't know. And uh, I used to like them. But another thing I used to like as a kid, Indiana Jones. I fucking loved Indiana Jones and I was convinced I was going to be him when I grew up. Now, I don't mean I was going to be an archaeologist who goes on digs and finds cool relics. I mean, I was going to be Indiana Jones. Now, you guys might not know this, but Indiana Jones is also afraid of snakes, like pretty debilitatingly, like absolutely terrified of snakes. Uh, so me being a young child, I'm like, Indiana Jones is afraid of snakes. I got to be afraid of snakes. So I convinced myself that I was afraid of snakes. I feel like this is a case for modern science at this point because I gave myself a very real phobia. Like there was one time I was at um, a beach with my dad and we're walking back to the car and I ste- almost stepped on a baby snake. And he's like, oh, hey, watch out. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Now, I can't look at a fake snake on TV. Like, if you show me, if there's a toy <laughs> snake on TV, I'm going to start twitching. It's going to be a real problem. So, snake in the bathroom, kind of a problem. <laughs> so, I do what any, like, now, this is, again, this is 2012. I'm actually, I'm not 19. I just turned 20. So I'm a full-grown adult. Like, I'm a full-grown man at this point. Like, there's a right and a wrong way to react to things. So I reach in. I turn on the light. I see the three-foot-long black snake just vibing out in my bathroom. And I do what any self-respecting 20-year-old male would do in that situation. And I'm like, ah! And I scream like a girl, and I run back into my room. And uh, now I'm paralyzed um, because now I have a new resident in the house. And uh, I'm not cool with it. Like, so I call my friend Omid because I don't know what else to do. I call Omid and he's like, hey, man, what's up? And I skip over all that. I jump right past all of like the salutations. I go, there's a fucking snake in my house. And he goes, what? And I'm like, I feel like that's pretty clear. There's a fucking snake in my house. And he's like, how to get in there? I'm like, if I had known how it got in here, I would have taken measures to prevent it from happening. I don't know how it got in here. We're past that. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I just told you. I don't know what to do. And so I'm 
flipping out. I'm like, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to go tell my dad or something. I'll, I'll call you back afterwards. So I hang up the phone and then I like, I don't want to leave the bathroom because I'm worried that the snake is planning an attack now. So I text, I stall, I text Chelsea, all caps. I say, there's a fucking snake in my house. And she goes, what? I'm like, am I, am I speaking a different, am I, am I not being clear? I'm like, there is a snake in my bathroom. She's like, how'd it get in there? I'm like, I don't know. So I go to the bottom of the stairs. My parents are upstairs asleep. And I start up the stairs. I'm like, hey, dad, are you awake? And he's like, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, you're not awake, but all right. So I start up the stairs and I'm like, um, there's a snake in the bathroom. And he goes, what? I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I can't make it any more clear to you people. There is a snake in the bathroom and nobody's taking it seriously enough. And I'm like, yeah, there's a snake in the bathroom. He's like, how big is it? I'm like, it's like three feet. And now when my dad tells this story, he says that he thought I was exaggerating because I'm afraid of snakes. But when he came downstairs and he looked in the bathroom and he saw it for himself, he says, I'll be damned if it wasn't three feet. It might have been bigger. Like this might have been the like the movie Anaconda. I bet you they based that movie off of this snake because this thing was a fucking gargantuan beast. So this is I don't own this house. This is not my problem. Like I can move out real quick. I'm not dealing with this. Pack up your so stuff and go. I exactly. I could I could be out of here real quick. So uh, I don't have a lot of stuff. Um so my dad is standing in the in the hallway and we're just assessing the situation at this point because uh we don't know how to handle this. And I'm pacing back and forth in the kitchen. Like my arms are crossed as tightly to my chest as I can get them. I'm like biting my nails down to the bone. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm like sweating profusely at this point. And my dad goes out into the garage and gets a pair of gardening gloves. And then he comes into the kitchen. And he grabs a pair of tongs. And um, because we got to get this snake out of here. Because now, mind you, the last thing I saw the snake doing was sniffing around trying to get into the shower, which is a real fun thing to think about every time I've taken a shower for the past 10 years. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter. You know, the fact that we've never had another incident, I get in the shower and I immediately think about how that snake was just snooping around, perusing the old shower uh, the last time I saw it do anything that night before I uh, noped the fuck out. And then now, my, meanwhile, the whole time my mom's upstairs pretending to be asleep because she hears the commotion down there because my dad also afraid of snakes, not as much as me, which is also why it's his problem. I'm more afraid. So he has to deal with that. But she's upstairs pretending to be asleep until eventually we're screaming and yelling and shouting so much that she's like, all right, I'm going to go see what's up. So she comes like creeping down the stairs like a kid on Christmas morning, waking up before his parents trying to see what Santa left. And she looks down over across. She like hangs over the banister and she looks and she sees, you know, me, a 20 year old male in shambles. And then she looks at my dad, who's. A 50, in his 50s-year-old male, wearing a pair of boxer briefs, gardening gloves, holding kitchen tongs, and nothing else. And she starts laughing. And my dad looks at her with the coldest look I've ever seen a man give his wife. And he goes, shut the fuck up. Because this is serious. We're not fucking around anymore. Like, <laughs> So now the snake has decided to start adventuring out of the bathroom and I see its little head, like, start coming out from the bathroom into the hallway. And that's a real problem because the rest of the house is that, like, there's places to hide. And we're going to have a real issue. So 
my dad reaches down with the tongs and grabs it by the back of his head. He's like, and the snake starts flipping out. It starts writhing and he drops it. And now the snake tries to dart under the washer. If that snake gets under the washer, we have to bomb the house. Like the house has to go and we got to move to a place where they don't have this happen. And uh, so my dad goes to pick it up again and he misses and he picks it up again real hard. And then the snake coils itself around my dad's arm and it's like reaching around trying to bite him. And my dad goes running out barefoot and throws it in the woods. He ran across our like rock and gravel driveway barefoot at like now it's like 12 in the morning and he throws it off into the woods. I call my friend Omid. I'm like, hey, man. Yeah. So um, so we got the snake out of the house, but um, I can't sleep here. So can I come crash at your house? And he's like, uh, yeah, sure, dude. I'm like, cool, I'll be there in like a half hour. And uh, he ended up going to bed, but his uh, his little brother was still up, and he let me in, and I just slept on Omid's couch that night. Here's my problem. My dad threw that snake back into the woods. He gave it back to nature. I wanted to kill the snake. Now, I don't want any snake activists to come at me for this, so allow me to explain myself. We had a snake in our fucking bathroom. First of all, this is a home invasion. I have the right to defend myself. So um, we should have been able to kill it right there for that reason alone. But number two, this snake comes into the bathroom. He's just vibing out, burrowing under the house because it's almost winter time, And he just wants a warm place to hang out for the winter months, I'm sure. Through no fault of his own, ended up finding his own. His somehow found his way into my bathroom. Maybe not his fault. Maybe it was a planned attack. We don't know. We'll never know. But <laughs> as far as this snake knows, as soon as we saw that he was in there, we made a big to-do about getting him the fuck out of the house. So now, if I'm this snake, I want to know what's going on in that house. I'm thinking they got some fucking treasures and goodies in there, and I'm coming back with my friends. I know for a fact the snakes have a depot where they have blueprints of all the houses in the area, and now they're plan planning a coordinated snake army attack that I've been waiting for for the past ten years, and I know it's coming. I just I'm picturing them having a meeting like they're gonna kick in the door like they're a SWAT team. Like, all right, we know there's something in the ward house, so we're gonna send in a unit that's gonna go in through through these entrances. Chuck, Charlie, and Johnny, you go in that way, and meanwhile we'll send a strike team in through the floorboards on the other side of the house. We're gonna find out what's inside that house once we we'll eliminate the humans and then we'll find the treasure. I think that we should have killed the snake, chopped its head off, put it on a stake in the front yard to warn all the other snakes in the area, you do not fuck with this house. But instead, that snake is still out there somewhere just planning something. And I have had 10 years of no peace because I know something is coming. <laughs> when I tell you I've seen other snakes, I, I, they're swarming. I know that they're – I'm as I sit here right now, there could be an army of snakes outside my house just waiting for the right moment to strike. As soon as these lights go out, they're going to be like, he's asleep. Let's enter now. <laughs> what? It was the worst night of my life. You know what this story reminds me of? What? The time Christopher, um, was it Christopher who got attacked by a bat? Oh, what is it? <laughs> oh my God, I remember that. You guys like opened, this is when you lived in Salem, right? Yeah, I wasn't, I was, if I was there, I was a baby baby. Right, like yeah. A baby, baby. But I remember the story. Oh, it was a great story. Chris Rose just chilling in his room, sleeping. Lights <laughs> out, window open, trying to get a cool breeze. You know, just trying to have a peaceful night. Boom. Got back. a hell of a lot more than he bargained <laughs> for. Got attacked. Oh, good old days. I mean, Jesse, I feel your pain because being in Florida, we we tend to find 
other reptile species in our rooms too. Yeah, it's not the same. We've had this conversation it's before. It's, it's not the same. same. <laughs> I have a story, Jesse. So, all right, let's go back to when I was just visiting at this point. I look up, I'm, you know, looking at my room, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with it. And I look at my wall and I'm like, hmm, there's a little shadow on my wall. I wonder what that's from. And then I, you know, put my flashlight on to like get a real good look at it. It's a baby lizard. Baby lizard. All right, let's flash I just forward. would like, just real quick, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, please go to our Facebook and explain to these two why a baby lizard no. is not as intimidating no, no. as a three-foot snake. Uh, no, I'm going to get there. So the other night I come home from work and I, it's 2.30 in the morning. I am trying to go to bed. I lock in my room. Mind you, my room is a disaster. It is a disaster. I have clothes everywhere. Walk right into my room. The first thing I see is on my clothes a red, a red, huge lizard. You want to know what I did? You want to know what I did? I grabbed a plastic bag. I picked up. I smashed that thing. I have never, ever <laughs> gone so hard for something in my life. I smashed it. And I grabbed all my clothes that were attached to it. And I run to my dad. And I'm like, Dad, I don't know what to do. There's a lizard in my hands right now. I was like, it's red, and it's scary, and it's big. And he's like, put it outside. And I was like, okay. So I go outside with this plastic bag, and I have my underwear in my hands right now because, you know, I had to do what I had to do. So <laughs> I, I go outside, and I drop it, and it was dead. You killed it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, told, I didn't mean to kill it. I just wanted to grab it really fast. And instead of going fast, I just went really hard. And I attacked that guy. I he will was, give you props for doing what we should have done with the snake. But it's still not as scary. And I think all of our listeners will agree that they would rather have a small no, lizard in their house than I a three-foot snake. I agree. But at least it wasn't in your bedroom. It was I in my bathroom. I can't That's shower fine. in peace. That's fine. That's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> it's not fine. Because it wasn't just the shower. I had to I went and slept at my friend's house and then I came home on Saturday and then we went to Foxborough, so I got out of the house for three days. But I still had to sleep in this I had to sleep maybe ten feet from the from the scene of the crime where the snake planned its initial attack for like years after that. I Until I moved upstairs, and everybody knows that I was – once I moved upstairs, I was safe because everybody knows snakes can't climb stairs. They don't have any arms or legs, so how are they going to do it? I see you about to poke holes in my logic, and I'm going to need you to give me this because this is the only way I've had any peace. <laughs> okay, well, what about trees, though? Uh, I don't have any trees inside, so we're good. Yeah, no, but, you know. Actually, you know what I've heard? I'm, I'm, maybe you guys have heard this too, but I've heard stories about, like, uh, these types of – this type of tree snake uh, that climbs up in trees, and then they'll, like – slither out across the branches and then they wait for prey to pass underneath it and they're they're just naturally good at like timing this out i guess and then they'll drop and land on their prey yeah and, and like try to you know kill it to eat it or whatever and, and i, I live want... i live in the woods there right. there are a lot of trees and, yes. and you know where else there's a lot of trees the whole fucking world everywhere right. i think of this often when i go for walks okay but all i'm saying is Again, I, I want to remind you that I need the stair logic to remain okay, intact. Fine. It's very important to me. Tree logic. 
I don't think there are only specific species of snakes that can climb trees. I think if one snake can do it, all snakes can do it. Oh, I'm sure. Like it's like a human riding a bike. They just learn how to do it. And I mean, if anything... Aren't there stairs to, like, get to the top of your... Like, to get to your door? So, what the way we think it got into the house is uh, we looked in... Because afterwards, I was not coming back to the house unless we did some investigating. Um, I wanted to hire a team. We didn't do that. So... <laughs> But we did find that there were, like, holes underneath our bathroom sink, which have since been plugged up with a comical amount of aluminum foil. So they're not getting back in that way. Aluminum foil. But, yes, you're right. There are stairs that to get up into the – to get to the end of the house through the door, there are stairs. And now all the under-the-house holes are plugged up. So we're good. Okay. They can't get inside. Last thing. I swear to God, if you poke holes in my safety logic right now, because I just feel like you both want to do it. You got a rail to go up the stairs, at least halfway up the stairs. Yes. There is a rail, and it is pretty easy for them to just coil up on that thing and keep slithering. Yeah, so see, this is exactly what I just told you not to do, which is poke (laughs) holes in my logic. So uh, I'm going to call party foul on this one, and uh, this is the final episode of the Unqualified Podcast. (laughs) Listen, I mean, you can't. You have to respect the honesty. I don't want you to lie. I don't, lie. actually. Oh, okay. You, don't right. tell me what to do. You're not my real mom. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a fake mom. <laughs> Even, there you go. Are going to buy a 10-story house just with all the snakes in the world? Hey, I mean, I'm going to... do is make yourself sleep better at night. I'm just trying to tell you that maybe... they. I'm sure they make traps. You know, like, if you're concerned, I would just have some traps set up. Yeah, you see that? Like, I don't... I don't know, because, like, if I did have a snake trap, I don't know what that would look like, but if I did, I don't even know what I would do about it afterwards, though, because I'm not, t- I'm not touching it. So, That's like, how I feel. it would be, it'd be like, I'd have a snake trap, and then that snake would die of starvation, uh, because I wouldn't move it, and then I, one of my decorations in my home would just be, oh, yeah, that's the dead snake over there. Ew. Because I'm not moving it. That's <laughs> I mean, I'd have to call somebody. That would freak me out more. But yeah, no, I wouldn't be down with that either. I really think that having the lizards come into our bedrooms is just as alarming. I mean, I would I say that that's bed. not fucking true at all. <laughs> okay, listen, I I'm not saying that I want lizards in my bedroom, but if you gave me a choice, you say either you're going to have an, a snake in your bathroom or a lizard in your bedroom, I'm going to say I'm switching to Geico so I can hang out with the little gecko <laughs> all day. Like, let's do no, this. There, there's so many. Like, there's just such a high volume, you know, and they all get in through Lacey's room. I know it. Did you not listen to the snake story? I have a army of snakes assembling yeah. like the Avengers outside my house as we speak. Lizards. I put that lizard outside. And you know how many lizards saw that dead lizard? They're probably plotting for me. No, they know not to fuck with your house. That's no. what I wanted to do with mine. That's the whole point of my there, story. There is double. There how is... many lizards have you had inside since you killed that one? 600. Okay, yeah. that's clearly an exaggeration. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm really not home enough to tell you if I had. Honestly, they're pretty good at blending in. They do. They change colors. I can only see the shadows. And I only saw that one because he was on my white shirt and he was red. Your walls are actually made up of lizards that are just in camouflage. You think in that moment I thought to take a picture? Yeah. No. I was trying to get that thing out of there. I wanted to go to bed. It was 3 in the morning. 2.30. Okay. I 
my dad, he caught a lizard in my bathroom and it was on the wall and it was like tan, right? But it had like these beady eyes. And I swear to God, I could see his veins. Okay, like it was really freaky looking. You probably could. So, yeah, it was disgusting. So anyway, so I had to beg my dad to catch it because I they're fast. I can't just catch it. And when I tried, like, I'm like, you know, I closed the door. It jumped from like the door to the shower. Like it was parkour like all over the bathroom and it was freaking me out. Literally parkour. It was going nuts. So when he caught it, he grabbed it by the tail. And did you know that lizards can release their tails? I knew that they could survive if they got cut off. I didn't know they no. could just decide, like, I'm done with this. They like... release it. If they think that you're going to, like, go after their tail, it's like a defense thing. They release the tail. So the tail just off. My dad just has a tail. Here's the weirdest part. He has the tail in his hand. It's wiggling. Oh, that what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm freaking out. Okay? I wouldn't like I'm that. flipping out. He finally catches the bitch. Brings it outside, and then he freaking tries to throw the tail at me. It was so fucking weird. Any creature that can survive after something being like, if I could cut off my arm and then still tickle somebody, that would be weird, okay? That's not normal. I'm no, not that into was, it. yeah. So it freaked me out, all right? And, like, wild lizards are totally different. I mean, just seeing it come into your house, what if it's poisonous? We don't know. What if there's just a different species that looks like the normal lizards and they're actually poisonous? You know what there's a lot you of poisonous uh, species of? Snakes. A lot of poisonous snakes. Oh, spiders. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I wouldn't really... Spiders are really... more scary. Than a snake? No. Yeah. It depends on how big the spider is. Like, if I had a tarantula, like, that would be a problem. But if there's just, like, would a you... daddy long leg... Would you rather have to deal with a tarantula? Or like one of those little garden snakes. Um, That's a good one. I would rather shoot myself in the face than than have to decide. <laughs> I would shoot the garden snake. That thing ain't gonna do nothing. Or a corn snake. Which one? They still have teeth. They can still bite. Anything could bite. Yeah. My bunny could bite. Hard. Or dogs. They can just do damage. Yeah, Bond, but. Bond, bite. That's not bite, the same though. Hard. So, like, no, for seriously, if you are, you're about to be, like, tortured, okay, and you have a choice. You go into a room that contains one singular tarantula, or you go into a room that contains one little corn or garden snake. What are you going to pick? I'm going to pick to go into the room with the tarantula. With the tarantula? Are you serious? Yeah. I'm not doing, I'm not dealing with the snake. I, I feel like maybe you didn't hear the story I just told you, and the phobia that I concocted at a young age. If Indiana Jones had been deathly afraid of spiders, maybe this would be a different conversation. But okay, Black Widow. Um, I, I just fucking step on it. What are you talking about? They're poisonous. It, you know what? The poison doesn't matter when it's dead. I just stomp that bitch. Okay. Okay. No. Sorry, my our dog just came in here and he wanted to be a guest, but we couldn't. We didn't have another pair of headphones. <laughs> so. <laughs> Poor oh, guy. Yeah. So okay. Snakes are bad, but lizards are scary too. And I'm not saying that. Murder. Like I said, I'm not saying that. I mean, this is not an open invitation to lizards to enter my house either. But I, it, I would much rather have them than a snake. I got your Christmas present figured out. I don't want it. I, I don't <laughs> celebrate Christmas. <laughs> I got it. Thanksgiving present. I'm gonna ship it to you. If you ship me a snake in the mail. <laughs> That's got to be a federal crime. Believe it or not, they're really cheap. Like, we could go to PetSmart and pay, like, 30 bucks. If 
I'm like this close to not visiting for Thanksgiving, just so you know. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> it seems an awful lot like maybe <laughs> you guys are planning something because yeah. Lacey just leaned out of frame and started gesturing towards Megan and she started <laughs> laughing. So this is what we call collusion. All right. <laughs> I, I got it all figured out, Jesse. I'm going to find one and I'm going to I'm going to send it to you. But you don't know what it is. It's not what you think it is. I'll say that. It's going to be a toy snake. No. And it's going to be all fun and games until I rip this family apart <laughs> in a feud because you thought this would be a funny prank. Jesse, it's going to be a toy snake with a real snake inside of it. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that just sounds so like that like serial killer. Vibe. I want to make like, it very just... clear that I have no interest in starring in the Snakeception movie. So, no. <laughs> Did you, oh, my God. I just saw an article um, literally today on like on the google or whatever um google. on the google uh on the goog the goog told me that so have you ever heard of the movie snakes on a plane yeah with Please, samuel you know that song that you like snakes on a plane by cobra starship, cobra starship. That's a fucking great song can we you know that song sing it i'm not gonna do that because we are on the pod but i'll show it to you because i know you've seen the video uh i would not play it because then um copyright no, I'm not going to play it. I'm just going to show it to her. She'll oh, okay. notice. I was going to say, we're going to get uh, this episode taken down. I'm going to be very sad. <laughs> Don't you just have to, like, isn't it like a secret, like, hack when you do that? You play songs, you just say, I do not own the rights to this music. Like, yeah, no, I don't think that's how it works. That sounds like the, that sounds like how the unqualified people <laughs> well, think it works, which is us. But I don't think that the, like, uh, copyright uh, whoever's in charge of enforcing that is gonna care that we're like, oh no, okay. it's fine. We're we're unqualified. We're allowed to do this. Okay. We don't know Jesse, any better. Write write this time down really quick. Just hold on. Oh, okay, we're gonna edit. We're gonna edit this out. Oh, she's she's got her mic muted and she's singing it. So uh, we didn't think of that you could just mute the mic <laughs> and play it for her. And uh, I'm just gonna riff here, I guess. Um, what she's showing her right now is the song Snakes on a Plane by Cobra Starship. I think it came out in, like, 2009. It's actually a fucking banger. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, pause and go listen to it. It's a really great song. It's actually not typically the kind of music I would probably listen to, but I fuck with this song pretty hard. It's a great song. I'm just watching them vibe out to the song right now, and I'm running out of things to say because there's no one rebounding off of what I'm saying, so... And now, now Lacey gets it. Now she remembers the song. And now they're both vibing. I feel like I should be listening to the song, but I'm kind of carrying this podcast right now, so I can't do that. They're having a whole-ass party over here. And I'm just sitting here thinking about uh, the worst night of my life when there was a snake in my bathroom. Okay. Okay, Lacey, please <laughs> tell me that. And we're back. That is a good song. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, so you guys know the movie Snakes on a Plane. We don't uh, know the movie. We know the well, movie. But you know of, is... Yeah, and you know of the movie. Stars yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. It's got yeah. one of the more famous quotes. I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Yes. That's where that comes from. So I'm afraid of two things the most. Snakes and flying. So that movie is a personal attack on me. I don't know who got their hands on the information about my fears, but somebody wrote a movie just to fuck with me. Yeah, I'm uh, sure that was the intention. Fast forward to, like, this week. It happened in real life. There was an American Airlines 
flight and like a snake just like kind of came out of the fucking plane and like the passengers were all freaking out. I now I can't really tell you much more than that because I was not reading that article. I saw the headline and then I said, don't show me any more stories like this. <laughs> not interested. <laughs> I did not like that story. Thank you very much. Dislike. But yeah. Really dislike. Actually happened. So if that's not a sign that the world's going to end in 2022, I don't know what the fuck is. No, that's not. That's a sign that somebody was going on a trip and they wanted to bring their snake with them and they did not pack it up correctly. They referred to it as a stowaway snake. What they think happened is it just got into like the like the cargo area or whatever while the plane was like obviously on the ground. Unless yeah. we have flying snakes now, in which case we have a major problem and I'm done. I'm not Definitely dealing with that. a lot that. of people ship snakes every day. That's fucked up. I don't Listen, know who does that. I told you I want to get a bearded dragon. I can yeah. order it online and have it shipped to me overnight. Like shipping reptiles is a thing. I just want to say this right now. If you're a person out there who ships snakes through the air, fuck you. I don't think well, you're thinking about what you're doing. If you don't do it through the air, they're going to die. I don't care. Let's well, make snakes, care. snakes extinct. I don't like snakes. Fuck them. Okay, but what about the nice ones that aren't poisonous? There are no nice snakes. Fuck them snakes. That's what I say. Okay. I mean, I think that's a little judgy. I mean, you don't know if they're mean. If I could, met them. as myself, if I could lead the genocide of all snakes, I would Jesus fucking Christ. do it. I, I feel like hate we're snakes. On dangerous territory here. <laughs> 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 Subjects change. <laughs> anyway, this is no longer snakes. a podcast. This is just me slinging hate speech about snakes. That's what yeah. the rest of this episode is gonna be. I'm just, I just, you know, I feel like, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so. How's life, everybody? <laughs> uh, it was going pretty well until we recorded this episode. Now I'm rather upset. <laughs> What's Megan's biggest fear? My biggest fear? Yeah, what are you um, most afraid of? Why? Are you going to take notes? Yeah, maybe. None of your to business. To be honest, I'm afraid of a lot of things. I'm afraid of the person that was following Lacey and I around the other night. What? I didn't what? tell you about that. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, It was actually really scary, and it carried on into the next day. Well, okay. Okay. Why is this the first time hearing about this? Because I forgot. Why did you let me sit here and tell a 20-minute story about snakes when you were sitting on, uh, like, you were about to be a Netflix documentary? Let's, I know. Like, really let, 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 I'm, since Lacey was driving and she saw more of the car, I'm going to let her tell the story. Um, but it was it was crazy. It was honestly, I don't even remember what we were doing beforehand. We were on our way back home from Olive Garden. Ah, uh, yes. Never-ending possible. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The never-ending possible <laughs> Olive Garden. I miss This it episode is brought year. to you by Olive Garden. <laughs> Literally, sponsor me. Give me a never-ending pasta pass. I don't even care. I Megan's like, I don't even want advertising you. money. Just tell me I can have pasta when I want Give it. Give me the <laughs> fucking pasta. <laughs> where's the pasta? Like, what's her face? Where's the pizza? Where's the fucking pasta? Anyway, um, that is through, I believe, Where's the pizza? November. What? Somebody said, where's the pizza? It was a meme, like, years ago. I don't Are remember. Are you talking about the where's the beef ad? No, it was Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I have not seen this. She like went all crazy and she's like, "Where's the pizza?" Like it was oh. really weird. Okay, I'll um, take your anyway, word for it. Never any possible. Highly recommend it. It's usually through like the end of November. Um, so if you hear this, go try it. It's pretty good. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, so we were on our way back from Olive Garden and yet again, idiot drivers in Florida. So to get to our house, there's basically a back road that you could take that'll take you through like some speed bumps whatever or you could keep going straight and turn at the light and then you'll end up at our road so 
I like going the back way so I don't have to sit at that light forever. Um, when, I, when I'm about to turn onto this road, I'm making sure, like, the coast is clear. But sitting on the road, there's this car. And it's, like, very dim lights are on. And, like, they're just sitting there. They're not going. They're not edging up. Like, they are just sitting there. And I was like, idiots. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I, I drive in, and I go over this first speed bump. And no one was behind me. I look in my rear view mirror because these bright lights just shine on my rear view mirror. And I'm like, what the heck? So I'm thinking like, oh, well, maybe that guy did like a Yui. And like, I just didn't see him turn around. So I'm going over and he is on my ass. Like he is right on top of me. And I was like, I will slow down. Like, you know, I got road I do that too. I was like, I will literally go so slow. So whatever, there's two more speed bumps I have to go over. I go over both of them and I turn down the road that brings me to my road and they turn down that road. And I was like, you know what? Let me, let me test this out. So I turned down a road that you basically could have gotten to a completely different way. And so I turned down the road and they turned down that road. And I was like, that's weird. I was like, you know what? Let me pull into seven days. I need gas. Put my blinker on. Dude turns into seven days. So I speed through and I go to Circle K, whatever, go home, no biggie, forget about it till the next day. I had just gotten home from my first job and then I went home, took a nap, ate some food, and then I had to go to my second job. So I go, I'm leaving, and as I'm going, a car just turned onto my road, like a car that I've never seen before. And we live on a dead end, so like... You know, I usually see every single car that is on my road. They turn on to our road. And um, so I go the back way. I take that separate road that'll bring me to those speed bumps. Dude turns on to that road with the speed And I was like, weird. (laughs) I was like, but you know, I was like, people live down here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where these people live. So I'm going and I have to take another left to get to that stop sign so I can end up going the way I'm going. Mind you, when they turned onto the road, they were coming from the the left. So they were coming to, from the left. They turned left onto my road. Okay? So, whatever. I'm going. They turned down that same road that I turned down. And I was like, alright, you know what? This is enough. I've had enough of this. <laughs> so I'm still going. I was like, maybe they live on this road with the speed bumps. I'm like, this is where they gotta be going. Because if not, they just did a full circle. Nope. I turn right at the stop sign. They turn right at the stop sign. I was like, all right, well, you know what? I was like, at least I'm not going home, but I'm pretty sure they saw me pull out of my driveway. And then, um, so I turn right at the stop sign. They turn right at the stop sign. They are on my ass. Like, they are right on top of me. And I was like, dude, what is going on? And then I turn onto the road I take to go to work, and they went straight. But it was it was like weird two days in a row. Like you did a full circle. It was the same car both times. It looked like the same car, but the first time it was really dark. Yes, you could tell. I was almost a hundred percent positive it was a Kia, and the second day it was a Kia. So. What the fuck? Yeah. So I remember when she called me and she's like, she's like, man, there's a Kia following me, and I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I'm just like. It's we like she said, we live on a dead end, so we would have noticed if 
we would have known if it was one of our neighbor's cars. Like, we have to drive by all of our neighbors. Right, yeah. And, like, we know those cars, you know? More so than, like, the neighbor at the end of the street would know our cars. Because we're always right. going to pass the same houses. They never come down our way. So, we've never seen that car before. And the whole thing was just really weird, you know? Like, just going down. And we're making these turns and we're going the complicated routes. And then she did the same thing the next day and the person's still following her. Really weird. You know? You live yeah, in that is... Jail. I would say that maybe, like, if it happens again, it might be time to just give the old police a little call and yeah, let them I mean, sort it out. Maybe. I had the something like that kind of happen when I was a kid. Oh. Um, this was, like, after my parents had gotten divorced. and But I was, like, I was like a child, a child. And I still live with my, like, my, like, uh, like biological mom. Oh, yes. And um, I don't know exactly what was going on, but there was, like, a car... Like, you remember the house that I used to live in? The one that we lived in with you? No, 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 no. When I was a kid, when I, li- when I lived in Clinton. Yes. The so, one on the, yeah, the one on the corner. Yeah, kind of you know how was the gas, yeah, and there was that gas station there, and then yeah. there was just like a, there was like a little, like, roadway, kind of, that connected between our driveway and the gas station. There was a car just sitting on that little roadway. There's nothing else there. It's not like there's another store. It's just the gas station, and then, like, just, like pavement and then our house there was a car parked outside of it pointed towards our house just a dude sitting in there for like a while and uh my mom ended up calling the police yeah and the police came and like made the guy leave but i never got an answer to like why that guy was there because she was like freaking out about it yeah, so i don't know if she weird. knew the person or what but maybe yeah she maybe did. but she seemed to think that this guy was like stalking us yeah I feel and like i'm like i was like car. seven so i'm like I don't know what this guy's doing. I'm going to go play my Spider-Man action figure. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're about to be like, we're, we're about to have a movie made af- made about us. No, sometimes it's like, you don't, you think about it. You're like, Oh my God, I could have totally been, it's like me giving out like our, all of our personal information to online strangers. Like, it just Oh my kinda, God. Yeah. <laughs> it, you'd never realize what could land you a Netflix documentary until yeah. if, you think uh, about it later. You're listening to this podcast and you didn't listen to, I believe it was the episode where we reviewed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Megan used to go on YouTube and just tell people where we lived to total strangers. Yeah. Because was... I thought, he... oh, did I tell you? I found in my old Facebook messages with that guy. Oh my and God, I'm no still way. friends with him on that old Facebook. Oh my God. I shit you not. And I was sending him my fucking school assignments and he was reading them and reviewing them for me and helping me with them (laughs) how old was this guy was he like your age or was this like a to to catch a predator situation (laughs) i don't know i can't i'm gonna look him up again hold on uh but i found it i'm like should chris hansen be involved in this or not (laughs) um hold on (laughs) he literally i think he's listed as my fucking sibling oh my no way he was like do you want to be my sister on facebook (laughs) Bro. Like, oh, do you remember we all used to do that shit yes was that just i think i still have some of my age? friends listed as as my like brothers yeah he's right here okay so, so he lives in birmingham alabama <laughs> okay so so he's far enough away that if he's ever going to commit to the murder he's gotta he's gotta make some travel arrangements yeah luckily i'm not friends with him on my real my current facebook new? so yeah um I, that's cool, but um, he his thing says um, I plan to make the most out of this life I have now because there's only one life I'll ever have. So he does not believe in reincarnation. <laughs> that's what he looks like. Jesus, 
Jesse, I'm trying. Oh boy. It's really n- not not very clearly, but damn it, no, pretty much, pretty Maybe much. If no. I turn down the brightness, uh, it's a little more clear, but I still can't really see him. Well, okay, so let's see. I go to message. I'm not gonna go to my messenger. I I can't believe I didn't do this before. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Cancel. So, yeah, I mean, and this isn't the only one. I mean, this is just the one that I managed to get on my Facebook. So maybe this is the one that was, like, the safest. Right. But moral of the story, you know, don't let your kids have fucking YouTube accounts. Yeah, I guess not. Fucking Spade. Do you remember Spade? Oh, my God. Yes. (gasps) Who wants to talk about Spade? Who wants? I need. We need to talk about that. Yeah, we got to talk about Spade. So, I Yeah. Forget my person, because clearly they're far enough away where it was never a real threat. Well, we don't know where Spade is. Spade could be our next door neighbors, or he could be in another country. Okay, let's talk about Spade. Who halfway is Spade across this for country? people who don't know? Spade is my older brother's online friend. That is who Spade is. We never knew their names. That we, wording yes. makes it sound like maybe he's his like, special online friend. But we don't know. It could be. (laughs) So yeah, Christopher, our brother, had um, what what system was he? It was his computer. I I want to say it was like League of Legends or something, wasn't it? Who fucking knows? Yeah, who knows? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't even matter. And I remember he talked to this person like outside of the games, but only called each other by their screen names. Like, this guy was Spade. And what's Christopher's? Bubble Nugget. Bubble Nugget. Yeah, I forgot Bubble Nugget. That. Bubble Nugget 97, which he wasn't even born in 97. And 97 is just such a random number to me. But that's neither here nor there. Um, So I remember he would tell us that he was, like, talking to Spade. And then I forgot. I think he said something to you about he did. it. That you were like, this is alarming. I don't. I just don't remember. Yeah, what he said. I don't remember either. I wish I could remember. But it was definitely like, I was like, this is sketchy as fuck. What are you talking about? I was like, no, Spade's my age. And we're just like, mm, do you know that? <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's yeah. what you said. Like, it was weird. Well, yeah. He, no, it's fine. He told me he's my age. Guys, why would he lie about his age? <laughs> <laughs> Christopher's just young and innocent and doesn't understand. <laughs> that's the thing, is that when we're younger, we just don't get it, you know? You know, speaking of things that Christopher did when he was young. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> did he tell it? <laughs> oh, he's going he's gonna to hate us. Oh, but... <laughs> Just, you know what Lacey just said? She said, it's not like he's going to watch. So in honor of that, fuck that You know shit. what? Just because, we're telling the story. We're going to tell that story because Christopher doesn't listen to this podcast. Exactly. Is, is it about the um dancing? About, no, this is about Minecraft. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of a different story. Oh, shit. I don't even know what the story you're talking about is. I was talking well, about the time. Let's talk about Minecraft 2 first. Yeah, so so for those that don't know, Christopher is a, or at least was, I don't know if he still is, but was no, a huge Minecraft fan. This, I don't even remember what year this was. This was like four or five years ago at least. Maybe well, more. it was more because we lived in our, um. This was in. Was last house. It yeah, was, it was. It was in, uh, it was in 2014 or sooner. Um, but I feel like me and my ex were together. I thought she was there for this. Um, which would have placed this at some point after 2015. Yeah, yeah, that might be right. 
But so Chris, Christopher is a huge Minecraft fan, and what? I guess they had announced Minecraft Two, which still isn't out. It's it still not a, a game. I think it so. was a rumor. Yeah, like, it was it like was a one rumor. of those things people talked about, like GTA Six. People yeah. talk about it, but there's no proof. And uh, you guys have several dogs, and one of them decided to just drop a load on the floor in the living room. So just took a big old. It was Dexter, I thought. Yeah, I think it might have been. It, it, it doesn't matter. One of the dogs took a shit in the living room. <laughs> And Christopher goes to clean it up, and he grabs like, like a sliver of paper towel. <laughs> like he may as well have grabbed a toothpick and tried to hors d'oeuvre that well, shit. Well, that the would floor. be Bounty's fault because they're supposed to be the quicker picker upper. Yeah, they're well, supposed to be strong. Christopher just believed. Yeah, well, you know they're strong on is liquids. If you're picking up a object that actually has mass, you need enough paper towel to cover that mass. <laughs> and Christopher's like, I'm just, I'm, not, I'm trying not to be wasteful. I'm just going to use a little bit. <laughs> and he goes down there and he picks up this, like, moist shit off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and he got some on his finger. And me, seeing an opportunity for comedy, I guess... <laughs> I say to, I, I didn't even get the sentence out. What I was going to tell Christopher was that if he licked his finger, I would buy him Minecraft too. I didn't get that far. I said, Christopher, I'll buy you Minecraft too if you. And then he just. He licked that shit like he was a kid on the 4th of July who's been outside sweating all day waiting for the fireworks. And his dad just said he can have this ice cream cone. He went to fucking town on this shit. <laughs> He like I swear to God, he basically sucked down his finger. He he, he it was almost like he was gonna put on a central performance for somebody. He just <laughs> he licked that shit off his finger like it was his job. Okay, but I, the worst part of that story is that you knew you fucking knew why he did it, even though you didn't finish the sentence. Yeah, and no, you had the audacity to take it back. Because I was joking. I, w I literally, I started to say it, and then I saw what he was about to do. I was like, no, I'm just kidding. And then it was too late. He just went for it. I will give him credit. Like, the, he's a man of action, clearly. He <laughs> he knew that he wanted Minecraft 2, and he saw an avenue to get it. And he, well, he jumped at it. So I'll give him that. If Minecraft 2 ever becomes a thing, I think for just... I will say here now on the podcast, if Minecraft 2 ever does get made... I will buy him Minecraft too. Okay. <laughs> to make good. <laughs> that's great. That's great. I think but that, that prompted make it all worth it. Like we're all like like I feel I feel like like we immediately burst into like tears laughing and, and also like disgust. But <laughs> that prompted my favorite quote I've ever heard your mom say. Like when she either came home or came out of her bedroom because she heard us all like losing our minds, whatever the you know, when she heard it, she said no, you do not eat shit for Minecraft 2. <laughs> and to this day, <laughs> that's my favorite quote that I've heard my sister say. I guess we could make that into a shirt, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. You do not eat shit for Minecraft 2 needs to be a T-shirt. Holy shit. <laughs> She's just shaking her head for those of you that can't. No. <laughs> just no, I would not. not post the videos of these podcasts. Um. No, I remember that. That was crazy. Christopher has always been. He'll. I think he, he tries to deny it now. Like there weren't three witnesses to it. He's like, no, I didn't actually lick it. I'm like, bro, I saw the mud on your tongue. All right, like I watched you do it. 
No, I mean, I've, I bet him once at Olive Garden. Um, they were doing a different promotion, which I wish they'd bring back. Um, never any classics, which you could literally, instead of getting refills on pasta, you can get refills of fucking chicken parmesan, uh, lasagna, all kinds of shit. Like there was like six or seven entrees. Sounds like a good way for me to go to Olive Garden and leave throwing up. Well, some people do. (laughs) (laughs) So basically we were there and it was me, my mom, my dad, my brother and sister, the five of us. And we're sitting at the table and we're, you know, we're getting our orders and like, the thing about these promotions is, like, I think Olive Garden knows how filling their food is. And especially with, like, the They know you're going to get one, one maybe two plates in and, and decide to give up on the all-you-can-eat. Exactly. And, like, you know, it's whatever. So we're sitting there, and we're all – we all ordered a second entree. And I barely finished mine. Lacey didn't even really touch hers or did – yeah. And then Christopher finished his second one. So I said – he said something like he wasn't even full, and I was trying to call him on it. I was like, you're lying. Like, you are lying right now. Like, if you're not lying to me, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> so, so then I said, okay, I will bet you $20 that you can't finish Lacey's because she had, like, chicken parm or something, plus get another entree for yourself and finish that. He's like, bet. I'm like, all right. So he starts going to town. Like, he's he's going as fast as he can he's scarfing down Lacey's food and my mom's getting angry at me because she's like Megan call off the bet call off the bet and I'm like no even if I lose this is the best $20 I've ever spent she's, I was like this is not gonna end well and I thought it was funny so <laughs> it gets to the point where he's not feeling great and I can't remember did he go into the the bathroom no he just kind of sat there yeah he so, sat there for a while he was sitting there, and then eventually it got to the point where he wasn't going to finish it. And instead of making him, like, pay me, I was like, all right. I was like, I'll call it off. You're off the hook. You don't have to finish. Mind you, he'd already finished Lacey's and part of his. Like, he, he was very close. And I called it off so that he would stop because, like, he's getting green. <laughs> and he's struggling. <laughs> so anyway, we all, we all go out to the car, and the three of us are sitting in the back seat. Me and Lacey are already in the car. And then Christopher starts walking to behind us to the car. He's going a little slowly. And he just I wonder why. <laughs> vomits. Oh. He hits the other person's car next to us. Oh. Throws up all over the parking lot. Sit with your family and throwing up at restaurants. <laughs> like not just restaurants. I mean, not to put him on blast, but do you remember the time at GameStop? Oh my God. <laughs> this is a rough podcast for Christopher. <laughs> He's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> We had to act like we didn't even know who he was in GameStop. That oh, was that's what my mother did, especially. It was all of us again. And he literally is telling mom he doesn't feel well. Right? Like, he was saying it. And they were, I don't, I don't even remember what we were there for. And all of a sudden, he's just standing in the middle of the floor. He's projectile oh, no. everywhere. My mom walked out. <laughs> she left him there. <laughs> nope not today so there was one time i don't megan i don't know if you were there but i know it was me my mom and my dad and christopher and we had just got done eating at peppy's in mohegan sun I don't know. okay anyways we were the, you know how like to peppy's you have to go down that escalator yeah to get to like winter garage or to get back down there from winter garage so <laughs> we had just finished and we're walking up the escalator, you know, and we get to that 
huge open area just before winter where like uh carlos bakery is now and stuff yeah yeah Yeah. right in front of where it wasn't chick-fil-a before but right where chick-fil-a is yeah he's just he's just standing there and he's walking you know he looks fine he's just walking (laughs) next thing you know my dad is right next to him christopher throws up and i've never seen throw up go so far in my life like it was everywhere and my dad was like just keep walking just keep walking. You're fine. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, it was everywhere. Everywhere. So, like, my parents, I guess they're, for everyone else, or for Christopher at least, when someone throws up in public, it's like, let's get the fuck out of there. When I throw up in public, I have and to sit there. We're going to sit here and watch what happens next. We're going to watch it have to get cleaned up, and it's going to be a whole thing for everyone to enjoy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just, it's just, I guess that's always been the way. My mom, she always ditches if she can. Um, <laughs> she did it to my dad. They went to Universal and he went on Shrek 40. Oh, I thought I was there. And he got really bad motion sickness and she, he said he wasn't feeling well. She's literally telling him no. Like, you're not allowed to throw up. And she said, you're going to embarrass me. <laughs> she's telling him no. She's like bullying him. And then he finally throws up in a trash can and she's like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. I cannot <laughs> believe you. <laughs> no, that's not even the full story. So, it was... Me, my mom, my dad, and my boyfriend, Garrett. And so we're all, we're at Universal. My dad is there. He's like, oh, I'm just not feeling good today. He was sick from the get. He did not feel good (laughs) from the start. So my mom was like, you and Garrett, you guys just go do your own thing. You know, like we'll do the slow stuff, you know. (laughs) So next thing I know, I'm getting a text from my mom. Your father just threw up. You've got to be kidding me. And I was like. Oh, are we leaving? And she was like, no, we're not leaving. <laughs> Absolutely the like, fuck not. <laughs> oh, okay, so then I walk over. We, like, find them because they're just sitting, like, by the bathrooms on the bench. And <laughs> my mom was like, I just want a cigarette. I just want to have a cigarette. <laughs> I can't smoke in here. And then the lady comes over. She's like, yes, you can. Like, we're not Disney. And she's like, oh, my God, thank God. She walks away. <laughs> talking to my dad and he's like oh i feel much better now and then my mom's like yeah after you embarrassed me (laughs) it's funny yeah so basically moral of the story don't embarrass my mom by throwing up in public yeah do not yeah (laughs) even though i was gonna say i think the only people who haven't thrown up in public are you and mom unless i thought you did mom i have a story about mom so (laughs) i'm like i'm the Everybody's going on blast today. So, when uh, 2013 for cheerleading, I won Summit. We had this. We had this. I'm I'm just making it myself because I don't know how to do that. (laughs) We had this huge party to celebrate, like us winning the Summit. So, whatever. We're there. You know, it's all the kids and their parents. Now, here is where my mom got a name for herself. So we are, the kids are all in the pool. You know, I'm not even paying attention to my mom. I don't know what she's doing. Next thing I know, my mom is in her full clothes, jumping in the pool. (laughs) Jumping in the pool. Heather, too. Fully clothed? Fully clothed. No bathing suit. White shirt. Jumping in the pool. Right? And I'm like, what is going on here? And she's like, Woo party! You know, like she is <laughs> wasted, and I was just like, I didn't know what was going on. I was young, and <laughs> next thing I know, she gets out of the pool. She walks over. There's this tree. We were at 
really nice lady's house. Like, it, it was a nice house. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> super nice house. There's this tree right in the middle, like, of the yard, right by the pool. She's sitting there, and she looks so sick. Someone walked over to her, handed her a box. That is how she became the person who threw up in the box. They'd be That's like, what they called her? Yeah. They'd be like, oh, Dawn, you need a box? <laughs> <laughs> she threw up into the box. Ugh, I remember it. It's. I let, found out later that it's because Heather's son, who was actually feeding my mother shots after she was, like, going to drink water. He'd be oh, like, so she oh, probably had alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, but you didn't finish your drink. Oh, but you didn't finish your drink. And then she'd be like, oh, okay. And, like, keep <laughs> chugging down these drinks. And then she ended up in a pool fully clothed and then puking into a box in front of 10-year-olds. Not even. <laughs> so, okay, then scratch that. The only person in my family that hasn't thrown up in public is Lacey. So, congratulations. Yeah. That just um, means when it does happen, it's going to be a a big event. We're going to have to talk about it in full detail. Yeah, when it yeah, inevitably celebrate. happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I so, feel like we've we've covered so much ground today. Yeah, I guess that's I feel, what happens when you have a third person. Yeah, we've covered a lot. So I feel like maybe this is a good time to transition into our, our film. I agree. Um. Yeah. So after after all those uh, great stories, now we're gonna talk about the strangers. Well, okay. So this part will probably just consist of us two because Lacey right, was a not... last minute addition. Yeah. So she will not be able to comment on anything because she hasn't seen has the not movie. seen the movie <laughs> so anything she has to say will be less qualified than the unqualified even yeah even less qualified so um lacy thanks for joining us and uh we hope to see you again soon you're so freaking welcome <laughs> <laughs> i feel okay. like we need to make have like t-shirts made up for guests well i told you like the t-shirt that i did we should um I want to make a few of them and then we'll give them to people that star on them. Is that to make sure you get your sauce shirt? Yeah. Yeah. I did a great job on that. It looks great. Yeah, no, I, we're, I I want one of those. But I feel like we should have a shirt for guests that, like, commemorates that they were a guest. We should get Lacey, like, On a this trophy. very famous podcast. <laughs> I know. We should get Lacey a trophy, like, I was the first guest on the Unqualified yeah. Podcast. So I, that when we're inevitably famous, she can sell it for a lot of money. Tough look for Jordan, who wanted to be our first guest. But Turns then out she might be the third. Might be the third guest because she wants to be our wanted to be our first guest, but we're probably gonna have Whitney on next week. I know. And, and I then instead bad. we end up having Lacey on today. <laughs> so, I know. So, so like, Jordan, I, we're very sorry that you're not the first guest. Jordan, but, let me explain. Let me explain because I know. But Jordan will be our first guest. One. Jordan will be our first guest guest who gets to do it live with both of us, all of us in person. In the same room. Yes. And I feel like Jordan, that counts for a lot because that's gonna be an exciting that. day. But let me explain to her why. So I had to, because I was anticipating for Whitney to be a part of um, an episode next week at some point, I wanted to, I needed to get a headphone splitter so that I could have two pairs of headphones hooked up to my mic. And so I had to test it out. So I needed Lacey to be on the other headset because I can't listen to two over-the-ear headphones at the same time. So, you know, I was like, Lacey, do you want to just like be on the podcast be like, on the talk show. about like i want to b- talk about the horrible drivers in fucking florida because dad got into that car accident today so you know she's like 
sure, why not? And I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> so, you know, it just worked out. But um, yeah, so Jordan, it was nothing personal. Um, but yeah, we're I, very sorry. We just won't record a podcast while I'm in Connecticut for three weeks unless you are there. So like <laughs> we're just going to have to figure out a day. Otherwise, we're not going to have any content for like a month. Yeah, which would be catastrophic. <laughs> so yeah. we'll, we'll make it happen. Jordan, if you're listening, um, clear your schedule because it needs to happen. So anyway, uh, The Strangers yeah. is a movie yeah. from 2008. So, yeah, maybe we'll take a, a quick short break and then we'll uh, come right back and talk about The Strangers. All right, we're back, and we're ready to jump into this week's movie, which is The Strangers. So a couple facts about The Strangers is uh, it was released on May 30th, 2008. It's directed by Brian Bertino, who actually wrote and directed uh, the sequel, which came out in 2018. Um, it stars Liv Tyler as Kristen, Scott Speedman as James, Glenn Howerton is Mike, who pe- might be – well, people probably know Liv Tyler, too. She's a pretty famous uh, actress. She's also Steven Tyler's daughter, the singer of Aerosmith. Um, but uh, Glenn Howerton is very well known for being on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He plays Dennis. Um, and then it star. Th- those are really the only, like, three people we really see in this movie. Yeah, technically. Uh, because the other ones wear masks the whole time. But the masked people were played by Gemma Ward, who plays Dollface, Kip Weeks, who plays Man in Mask, and Laura Margolis, who played Pinup Girl. Um, and that's pretty much it for the cast. The, uh, the movie had a budget of $9 million and grossed $82.4 million worldwide. It's got a Rotten Tomatoes score a critic score of 48% and an audience score of 48%, which I'm kind of surprised by. Like that seems really low for both scores, especially because this movie has something of like a cult following and had a sequel made 10 years later. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised to see that. But, um, some fun facts about the movie is, uh, the director, Brian Bertino, uh, when they were filming it, he would lie to Liv Tyler about where the bangs were coming from. Like when they were shooting a scene where there'd be like a loud like crash or a bang at the door, he lied about he would tell her like the sound is going to come from over here. So react to that. And then the sound would actually come from somewhere else. So that her reactions would seem more genuine because she'd okay. actually be confused and startled. Um, the scene when the uh, man in the mask smashes in the front door with an axe is an intentional reference to The Shining, which I thought was interesting since we just it did. Was? Yeah, we just did Dr. Sleep. And The Shining in our last two episodes. So I thought that was a kind of an interesting tie-in. Uh, the opening scene where it shows the like handheld camera footage, like out a driver or out like a car window of the houses going by. The yeah. houses are intentionally supposed to resemble houses from like iconic horror movies like the Amityville Horror, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, another fun fact, I thought this was just kind of interesting. I'm sure this was not intentional. But uh, Gemma Ward, who played Dollface, uh, she was the blonde girl who yeah, comes to the, the door. Beginning. Yeah, uh, she's in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie uh, on Stranger Tides, and the character she plays is Tamara, which happens to be the uh, name who she asks for when she comes to the door. She says, "Is Tamara home?" Kind of funny. And she played a character named Tamara in Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Just kind of a weird coincidence. I highly doubt that was, you know, intentional. Um, 
Unless they let her ask for Tamara because because of that. Yeah, it's very possible. Like I, I don't know when on Stranger, yeah, exactly. I don't know when on Stranger Tides came out. I'd have to look that up if this was first or if that was first. But uh, last final uh, last fun fact is um the movie is obviously inspired by true events. That's a little misleading because this is not based on a true story of exactly what happens in this movie. It's inspired by basically three things. It was kind of inspired by the man, the Charles Manson murders, specifically the uh, knife violence in the murder of actress Sharon Tate. It also uh, drew some similarities from the, to the uh, 1981 Keddy Cabin murders where four people were murdered with seemingly no motive and they never caught the killers. Um, there's really not much else known about that, but just that the brutal nature of the killings and the fact that they don't know why these people were killed or who they were killed by draws, uh, a pretty direct line to what this movie's about. And then the, the main thing that this movie was inspired by was the director as a kid, Brian Bertino, when he was a kid, his parents weren't home one night and there was someone knocked on their door. And when he answered it, it was like a, a guy and he asked for somebody who didn't live there. And he said, no, that person doesn't live here. And then the person went on their way. And then it turned out they found out later that these people were going around to houses and knocking on the door. And if nobody answered, they were going inside and robbing the houses. Oh, shit. So when somebody came to the door, they just asked that to you know, have a reason why they knocked on the door. But knocking on the door was their way of seeing if anybody was home. So that's the main true story that this movie was inspired by. Something that actually uh, happened to the director and writer of this movie. Cool. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So I've got a plot synopsis here that I'll read, and then we'll jump into our categories. Cool. All right. So on the night of February 11th, 2005, following a disastrous failed marriage proposal at a friend's wedding, James Hoyt and Kristen McKay retreat to James's childhood summer home for what was originally intended to be a romantic evening before a road trip. Amid the tension, the couple is trying to figure out how to proceed with the relationship when shortly after four in the morning, there comes a loud knock at the door. When they answer, they find a young young woman standing in the dark on their doorstep who asks for someone named Tamara. Not knowing anyone by that name, James turns her away and then leaves to go buy cigarettes for Kristen. While he's gone, Kristen hears another knock at the door and asks who it is without opening it to find that it's the same girl from before who again asks for Tamara. She turns her away again and tells her that she already came here. Then finds the chimney flue has been closed as smoke begins to build up inside from the fire that James built for her before she left, before he left, setting off the smoke detector. While she's trying to take the smoke detector down, there's another knock at the door, and she drops it on the ground, startled. After attempting to reach James from the landline phone, she stands in the kitchen, and a man in a mask watches her from the shadows inside the house, unbeknownst to her, and he retreats into the darkness before she turns around. She finds the smoke alarm is now neatly placed on the chair and not the floor where she dropped it, and knows someone has been inside, and then discovers her cell phone has gone missing as well, and panic begins to set in. The front door is forced open, and she sees the woman from before right outside the door, peering inside, now wearing a doll-like mask. She retreats to the bedroom, and James returns home, and is skeptical of her story until he goes back out to the car to get his own phone, only to find it, the car smashed and ransacked, his phone missing, and then he sees the blonde girl watching him. James and Kristen attempt to leave the house in the car, but are rear-ended by another woman wearing a pin-up girl mask. They retreat back inside and corner themselves in the bedroom, armed with a shotgun. James's friend Mike then arrives and enters the home cautiously after seeing the apparent forced entry and winds up being killed by James, who mistakes him for the man in the mask. 
James attempts to attempts to reach the radio in the barn outside, but is ambushed by the man in the mask and knocked unconscious. Kristen then tries to reach the radio with success, but it's smashed to bits by Pinup Girl. She attempts to escape, but is eventually knocked out by the man in the mask. At dawn, the trio of, atta- of attackers tie up the couple, and Kristen begs them to stop before asking why they're doing this, to which the blonde woman replies, because you were home. The trio then unmasks themselves and takes turns stabbing the couple with a chef's knife and leaving, leaves behind their bodies. The strangers encounter two young boys on bikes handing out religious pamphlets on their way out, and the blonde girl asks for one before going on their way, and the boys go on to discover the carnage at the house. One of the boys reaches out to touch Christian's bo- Kristen's body, and she snaps awake, screaming, and grabs his hand in the final shot of the movie. And that is a rough synopsis, rough synopsis of the movie The Strangers. Yes. So without further ado, into the categories. Category one, did you like the movie and why? So it's like a loaded answer, I guess. It's like I liked the movie, okay? The movie was scary. I just, with movies like this, I always find myself wanting more. Like, I wanted to know, I wanted to see, like, I know the failed marriage proposal was implied. Right. But you don't really see the whole thing. Yeah, it doesn't show her implicitly say, like, no. (laughs) Yeah, and that bothers me. I like backstory. Yeah, it shows him propose, and then they're not married, they're not engaged, and you you gather by the tension. And also, the main character, she really pissed me off the way, like, Every time she spoke, she was whispering, and right. <laughs> she put the ring on, and I feel yeah. like you want to be with the guy, so fucking be with him. Um, When they go back to the house after – first of all, I don't know why they still went back to the house. I'd be like, okay, well, this is clearly over. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be going back to a cabin where I've prepared a whole romantic evening, but also like they, they get back, and it's awkward for all of like five minutes, and then they start fucking. Which is what they're doing right when the first knock. Like, they jumped right into that. Can we chill with the mixed signals? Like Exactly. And it bothered me because it's like, you know, I want to know more. Like, what did you say? Did you not say no? And did you say, like, right. not right now? Yeah, like, she does say that when she sits down at the at the table with him while he's just about to pound this half gallon of ice cream. <laughs> she says, I'm just not ready. And he's like, I okay. Know, but, like, and, but we never really get to see, like, okay, so what does that mean? Are they going to keep – Were they having you know, problems? Are they going to wait until she is ready or is this over? Can I will see say more of the couple before the wedding is, uh, you know, they're just about to start fucking when the knock on the door comes the first time. Is yes. this the ultimate cock block in Hollywood history? I think yes. I think it's got to be because <laughs> I mean, that, then they die. She didn't care. You know what I mean? Like, right. She was like, nope, doesn't matter what you're doing. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> I she- also just want to call attention to the fact that. Uh, this was literally the lamest proposal ever. They go yeah. to a friend's wedding. First of all, uh, proposing at another wedding, I feel like, is like... But, mm. so, okay, yes. Like, I are you trying that. to upstage your friend? Like, Well, no. So, the people who are trying to upstage are the ones who, like, after during the reception... That's they true. Go to he make did take speech. her outside. But, like, yes, a parking lot. At outside of a fucking Yeah, that's wedding. my whole point. Like, I'm glad she said no. I'll take it with I'm glad he's dead. That was a shit marriage proposal. He just picks her up. He's like, hey. First of all, he's not even sitting with her. I don't know what he's doing, but he's not with her at the wedding. She's sitting there having, drinking wine, talking to their friends or whatever. By like, herself. And he comes walking up and he's like, hey, let's get out of here. Like, ready to go home? And, and then he carries her friend. out. 
Yeah, he carries her outside. I guess that's sweet or whatever. But then he takes her outside, and they're, like, just standing on the side of the road, and he pulls out a ring. He doesn't even take a knee. He he literally couldn't even put forth the effort to take a knee. Yep. He just – he doesn't even say, will you marry me? He just says he's like, I knew from the moment I met you. Like, yeah. my dude, can we put some thought – at least, like, maybe I'm not married either, but at least I had the decency to propose at Disney, you know? <laughs> like That's true. I mean – It didn't work out clearly, but at least I put <laughs> some fucking effort in. But you know what, though? For some people – you know what the person wants and that person that you did that with, that is what she wanted. So props. It was a yeah. million times better than this guy, because I don't know of anyone that I've ever met that's gotten engaged or wanted to get engaged. That has ever said my dream proposal is outside <laughs> of my friend's wedding where I'm clearly in the cold out, where it's cold out. And I'm saying, let's get in the car. And they hold me. And he's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> Let me flash some bling at you first. Like, no, it was it was awkward. Their whole yeah. their whole like chemistry was just awkward. And I don't know and if he, that's like on the actors. I don't I don't know if that was intentional. It was just not that part was not good. And I felt no. like if had they gotten he two put, characters with like more chemistry and more backstory, I would have liked it better. Yeah, he put so much more effort into the after we get engaged than he did into the proposal itself. Like then they go back to this house and he's got rose petals and right. shit. This is why you don't count your hens before they hatch. Yeah, because she's like, well, this is beautiful. She, yeah, he's like, wow, this is, she's like, it's, this is really nice what you did. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, she's like, you all for nothing. But to answer the question for myself, this is up until I said when we did Dr. Sleep a couple of days ago, I said Dr. Sleep is maybe my favorite movie of all time. And I stand by that. But up until Dr. Sleep, The Strangers was my favorite horror movie of all time. It's scary. I mean, for for being a horror movie and like you know freaking you out, mm-hmm. yes, I think it definitely it's like it what does I think. The job. I think it's the most realistic horror movie. Yeah. Because this whole thing is predicated around this home invasion, and then at the end they she says, "Why are you doing this to us?" And she says, "Because you were home." And that has terrified me to my core. It's just because dark. the thing is with like horror movies, like if I watch uh, Paranormal Activity, which I talked about on a past episode that scared the shit out of me and ruined my life. Um. All I have to do is get the fuck out if my spouse gets apparently possessed or my house is haunted. Like, just leave. I'm just – I'm done with this. Or, you know, really like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, if I start seeing some weird shit happen in Texas, it's time to go back to Connecticut. All these other horror movies that are scary, like, there's something I can do to not put myself in that position. Yeah. But with The Strangers, all I have to do is be home. I prefer to be home. I'm always home. Well, I do that. I guess <laughs> – the trick of it is, is that, you know, I wouldn't have answered the door. Yeah, they at answered four the o'clock door in the morning. They're like, Mm-mm, nope, we're sleeping. Yeah, no, I just, I would not have answered the door. I mean, it already looked like the, the people couldn't see into the house. Right. You know, there. Yes, you could tell lights were on, but. But there's, we don't see any windows that they can just be seeing out of. Like, there's the yeah. big sliding glass door has like blinds in front of it, but. That being said, I am gonna say like this has been my favorite horror movie for years. I also want to give a shout out. To my friend Brittany. Um, I told her we were reviewing this movie and she got really excited about it. This has been like her and my's movie for like we've known each other since February of 2009. Is this a Brittany I know? Yes. Oh, hi, Brittany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out, Brittany. Um, she and I both love this movie. We used to talk about it all the time. Um, but, uh, 
yeah. So anyway, yes, I I like the movie. It's uh, it's like I said, I I like the story behind the movie, and mm-hmm. you know, I like to just. I guess I just like to know more about the people who are getting murdered before my very eyes. And I just didn't feel like I knew them. So <laughs> <laughs> um, category two, uh, your movie MVP. You know, it's tough to pick one in this movie. It is because I feel like everyone just kind of sucked. Like I just, I was mad at all of them. Um, you know, I guess we're going to have to say the two little boys at the end because they obviously, I mean, did the girl survive? So that's the, one of the things that that's kind of left, I guess, open-ended. Like, the last time we see her, she is alive. But she's taken um, what should be mortal wounds. And really, I think her being alive is just, like, in terms of, like, the movie itself. Yeah. I think they only leave her alive to give us that one final jump scare. I think so, too. That's and the I only think- purpose it serves. I personally, one of the things that I liked about this movie, seeing it the first time... Uh, when I saw it back in 2008, was that I like when n- there's not necessarily a happy ending. Yeah. I kind of like realistic. sometimes when the bad guy wins, just because it's so unexpected. You know, most movies where there's some kind of conflict or a good versus evil, a good guy, a bad guy, the good guy always wins in the end. Yeah. Um, Or, you know, in a horror movie, like there's always one survivor in the end. So I'm not, you know, all doom and gloom. I'm not like, I want to watch everybody die. I But <laughs> like... But sometimes I want to be, you know, shocked by just no, nobody survives. The bad, guy, the killer wins. You just watch that whole thing well, and yeah. no happy ending. Fuck you. And I respect that. I'm like, damn, I didn't. I was, I wasn't expecting that. So I really like that. Yeah, because I think with, with I, this kind of thing, you expect that the couple is going to escape the last right. second, or and one of them is going to make it out, or they're both going to survive. Right. Yeah, but so you know. I like to choose to believe that she survived up until then and that she still dies from her injuries after that i know that's pretty dark and gloomy but just i feel like it's a better movie that way and that's how i choose to believe and i think it's left intentionally uh kind of open-ended so you can make that call for yourself whether or not she ever leaves that house alive yeah um my mvp um i went in a little different direction we got a little kind of creative with mvp just in terms of who carried the movie for me uh it's the man in the mask that mask has like haunted me for 13 years, 14 creepy. years. It's just so creepy. Um, he he's the only one of the trio that never speaks, and I feel like that's even more scary. Yeah. I just found him. I think he's terrifying. That mask is very. I mean, all three of the strangers' masks are iconic, but I've, I just his his has been in my head for 14 years. Yeah, his is scary. The I mean, first time I watched this movie was with a bunch of my friends had all come down to my house uh, down here for the weekend. And we all – now, this was 2008. We were all 15, 16. Mm-hmm. We watched it. I live in the woods, which is already a big no for this movie. Um, we watched it in the dark. And then immediately after that, we turned off all the lights in the house and played hide-and-seek. And it was the single most terrifying experience of my, it ended with like this is a group of 15 to 16 year old boys with egos who want to act tough and it ended with three of my friends barricading themselves in my living room with an ottoman wedged between the the couch and the the love seat so that nobody uh-huh. could just nobody could easily enter into that area of the living room and them all like huddled up in the corner with their flashlights on oh, that's how much this movie terrified us the first time we watched it so yeah, Man in the Mask is my MVP. Category three is our GTFO award. Who do you think needs to get the fuck out of here? Um, the murderers and 
also everyone i mean the murderers because like how dare you (laughs) (laughs) the audacity to commit murder (laughs) yeah like why do you think that's okay i mean i just i've always i've really always firmly believed that it's nobody's right to like kill anybody else and that's just my personal. that's a hot take that's a yeah. hot take. I don't know if our listeners are going to agree with you, I, but listen, I hope everyone feels that way. I sincerely hope they do. I really do. And if you don't really hope don't, you all agree that murder is bad. I don't want to know you, <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. I watch things like this and it just kind of makes me mad because I'm like, these people are so sick in the head and they're yeah. getting away with it. And it's like, you know, it's scary, you know? And I really think that it's just, it makes me mad. And I know it's a movie, but it's also based on true events. And there's also, like, way scarier shit going on out there. So, fuck the murderers. But also, you know, the main characters. um, Kristen and James. Yeah. That's their names. Yes. They, I was mad at them from the beginning because I felt like Kristen wanted to be with him. And mm-hmm. she rejected his proposal. Yeah, she. Just I mean, like, she's she's in this relationship because she clearly loves him. I don't yeah. know why she's not ready for marriage, but. But you could also have a long engagement. I maybe maybe there's something wrong with me, but I've always thought engagements aren't you know the biggest deal. Like they're not the all right, they're a big deal. I'm wording this wrong. Speaking from my own personal experience, I can tell you that if you're engaged, it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get married. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. The engagement's not the permanent part. He did not present you with a marriage certificate and a priest. Yeah, he's not like. It's not like he said, if you say yes, we're going to the town hall right now. (laughs) Exactly. You have time. If you want to be with that person, accept the proposal. And then from there, the time between the proposal and the the wedding is the time that you have to decide, am I going to do this? I now, just, I have a different perspective on this. Given my my life experience, correct. I'm going to suggest that if you are not sure you want to marry someone, <laughs> don't say yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Listen, if you think in all honesty, like, if you're like, I will never want to marry this person, then yes, say no. <laughs> but right. what I'm trying to say is if, if somebody proposes to you and I've never been proposed to. So, um, you know, obviously I'm not speaking from experience, uh, but. <laughs> If somebody proposes to you and you love that person and you're like, yeah, I could marry them someday, maybe not tomorrow, but definitely someday, then just say yes. Okay, just just go with it. Go with the flow. And then at that point, then start evaluating your relationship. Yeah, I I think we're very far apart on this. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel bad saying it just because I feel. I'm 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 going to say. Get proposing and then having that person change their mind uh, a couple right. years later, zero out of ten, don't recommend. <laughs> but I'm not qualified, okay? <laughs> I'm. A, I think I'm pretty qualified on this one. I'm pretty qualified to chime in on this this t- this issue. Qualified. You got through step one. You just didn't make it to step two. Yeah, which is why I'm very qualified to comment on whether or not it's awesome to, <laughs> to not have it work out. You can learn to love someone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I'm not at the same time. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know if we should be talking about this, but it's just how I feel. And maybe that's bad that I <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Maybe it's bad. <laughs> um maybe <laughs> I want to also point out 
movie's not a comedy. I laugh, <laughs> but, I laugh but, when I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel like, you know, talking about how I feel like engagement isn't important. It is important, but... <laughs> It seemed pretty important when I did it. Here's what I'm going to tell you. As a guy who's been engaged, once you're engaged as a guy, you're like, all right, she said yes. <laughs> did it. It's official. Like, it's confirmed. We're going to get married. That's <laughs> not necessarily true. No, it's never. I guess my whole thing is, is that nothing in life. This is a great <laughs> insight for that. Uh, to, apparently, to girls, if you're engaged, you're like, yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Like, <laughs> I am not a good example of that. Okay, I've never been in a serious enough relationship to get engaged. So I'm not speaking from experience. <laughs> I'm just saying that for her in this movie, she could have just... I mean, she went on the fucking road trip. Okay? So, like, clearly there's feelings there. Yeah, that's another thing, though, is, like, so they went back to the house, and then they were supposed to go on a road trip the next day, and that's why James calls Mike to come right. and get him in the morning why were they still gonna go on this road trip like he says yeah, no she but she was still down for it she was still gonna go on the road trip that would have been the most uncomfortable awkward road trip ever so i guess my thing is why not just say yes to the proposal and then you could you can break it off i mean we know don't don't know. i know it <laughs> <laughs> you know that that can happen that's a and thing that i thought just definitely wouldn't happen listen Listen, unless there's a contract, unless you sign that certificate, <laughs> you're never in the clear. Okay, even then, there's only one more piece of paper to fill out. That's the thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've just never seen, and I, I also want to point out, my parents are still married. You know, like it's not like mm-hmm. I, I grew up in like a divorced house. Yeah, my like, my parents got divorced like, also. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so sorry. when I was like seven. <laughs> just like beating down Jesse's entire life. I'm really not trying to. Um, what I'm trying to say is, is that. And maybe this is an unpopular opinion. It's an unqualified opinion. I'm not qualified by any means to be discussing this because I've never been in the situation. I just feel like people kind of overreact to proposals sometimes. Like, it's, <laughs> like if you heard it like, first, folks, proposals not that serious. <laughs> they're not. I mean, Engagement, not a big deal. Just okay. It's a just back they out. Are, it's fine. They are serious, but like, they're not that. They're not permanent. Like. <laughs> The bitch could have just changed your mind. Go on the road trip, have a good time, and if you feel like you still don't want it, then then don't. Just give him back the fucking room. Just get his hopes up and then break his heart even harder. <laughs> it's fine. Take a fight. All right. Just be like, I know you are with Bethany. And then This sounds you know, healthy. <laughs> sounds like a healthy way to problem solve. Just have him call you like fucking crazy or some shit and then just be like, you know what? This engagement is off. And then you so, just on him. There you go. So what you're saying is uh, just say yes, think about it, and then if you change your mind, gaslight him into <laughs> fucking the relationship up. Yes, it's Get real time. manipulative. It's time for the women to start giving the men what they, you know, the manipulation. Maybe if this is why you haven't been proposed to. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> knowing my, no, listen, knowing my luck, I would get proposed to, and then I would be like, I would, I'd be the bitch in the movie, and I'd just be like, I can't do it. And then you're going to play back this podcast where I'm like, just say yes. And then if <laughs> proposes to me, it's going to feel like shit. And then they're not going to want to be with me anymore by the time I make up my mind and decide I do want to be with them. 
they're going to be like, just say yes to everyone but me. Like, no, you don't understand. I didn't understand what this was going to feel like, and I didn't understand. And then they're going to be like, no, I know what it is. I'm the problem. going to be like, no, I think I'm the problem because if you listen to that podcast, clearly I am just shamming every relationship that leads to marriage by saying it's not real. But it's, real, but it's not. Because if you're, if you're not married, the engagement is really just a phase. To quote Michael Scott, BFD, engaged ain't married. That's what he tells Jim on the booze yeah. cruise. <laughs> it's true. But, you know, again, um, sorry, Jesse, I know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that made you feel any better about the <laughs> If oh. your ex-fiance happens to hear this, um, I want to know the thoughts uh, from <laughs> Well, I, I just, I don't know, but I get the sense she agrees with you. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did talk to her after all that went on. She did not agree with me. That was not her mindset. I need to make that very clear right now. Her mindset was not. Um, her, <laughs> that was a different situation, but we're not here to talk about Jessica's engagement. <laughs> we're talking about a fucking movie and it escalated. So, <laughs> it's really got away from us. <laughs> sorry, it was just really funny because I just really just oh, if man. someone proposed to me tomorrow, I'd probably just take the ring and be like, yeah, sure. And then I would just <laughs> take the time to figure it out. That's the reality <laughs> of the situation. Don't tell my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my GTFO award went also to the strangers, the uh, the murderers. Uh, category four. <laughs> uh, the, now you <laughs> the now you fucked up award. Who fucked up the worst? Um, Mike. And also, yeah. um, Kristen and also James, um, yeah, all three of them really fucked up. Yeah, uh, we're very uh very similar on this one. I have uh my first one was uh James and his shitty proposal, uh yeah. because maybe it wouldn't change the events of the night, but at least maybe you would have died engaged. Um, so like you well, died. You died happy. Yeah, exactly. been like at least I'm with my loving fiance yeah. that wants to be with me with her whole heart. Although I think it is implied when they're being killed that she's like, I will marry you because she's wearing the ring. And at least maybe if that's not what she's thinking, I think that's what he's thinking. So maybe he got that like that piece in the end. Mm, but let's also remember no, she didn't... she wants to marry me. OK, but can I just say if if James were an overthinker like I am, I would see that. and That would be my initial thought. Right. But then I'd be like, but she didn't put that ring on until after I left to get the cigarettes. And by the time I got back, she's already thinking that she's going to die. She has a knife in her hand. Right. I'm literally her last resort. I also don't think she was wearing the ring throughout the night. I think the strangers, they changed her back into that dress. I think they put the ring on her. Oh, shit. That's even worse. It's even worse. Oh, well, it was stuck on her. No, she did. She put it on and it was stuck. Yeah, I thought she got it off, though, because isn't there a scene where Dollface opens up the ring box when yeah, she's hiding in that actually. pantry? I thought I thought it was in there. I, I just always... Uh, had the was under the assumption that the strangers put the ring on her. Brittany, if you're still listening, can you clarify? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Let yeah. Us know. Let us know what your thoughts are on it. Um, <laughs> and then I also had Mike fucked up. Like he didn't do anything wrong, but I, I would say himself. that he fucked up. Well, he I think he tried, but there was loud music playing. Yeah. And when yeah. he's walking, you know, he he walks in, and he he didn't know. I don't think he even really. I mean, clearly there had been some kind of forced entry. But I don't think he really understood what was going on. I mean, the man in the mask is like stalking behind him with the axe. He's gonna kill him. And then I think the man in the mask, the man in the mask, knew what would happen because yeah. he knows that James is in there with a shotgun. So I think he was like, "I'm gonna make this dude kill his best friend himself." And then I'm gonna call him. Again. And I mean, he got fucking rocked. I mean, he comes around, he's a hello, and then bam, shotgun to the face. Like 
For real. That, that scene was that scene was shocking. The first time uh, when I watched it with all my friends uh, back in 2008, we were all like, holy shit. Yeah, it was sad. Um, Category five, Oscar season. Would you give this movie any awards? Um, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like I would give it like. It was definitely like scary and mm-hmm. like traumatizing because, you know, it just makes you wonder. This could literally happen to anyone at any time. Yeah, th- that's the thing that makes this movie so scary is it <clears throat> can happen to anyone. It does happen. It does happen. Exa- exactly. It has happened. You know, and so many people are just so trusting and like they'll answer the door or um, they'll make it known their home. They don't lock their doors. Like there's mm-hmm. so many things that happen every day. Right. And I think like movies like this, they do really make you realize the crazy that's out there. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I guess I would give it like most eye opening. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it's just it's, it was. I don't know. I don't. I. It makes me feel like, nah, you know. I. I just hate yeah. the idea that that could just happen. You know. Yeah. I used to live in the fucking woods, and I had like. I still know, do. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoops. Uh. <laughs> I watched this movie last night, and then like late at night, it's like eleven o'clock. I decided I wanted Italian ice, and I literally stood at the top of my stairs, and I was like, I'm looking down into the pitch black house, and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I have so to you go down get there. A smart bulb in the kitchen. And then set it up to Alexa and be like, Alexa, turn it Oh, no, we have that. But, like, just when I was going downstairs, I'm like, I have to go down in the downstairs of this house now. And I, I, I did. I did. I was like, Alexa, turn on the kitchen light. Like, <laughs> I would have lit my path. I'm like, Alexa, let's light this bitch up. Yeah. Turn on every single light, please. That's, <laughs> right. That's, like, my philosophy. Just turn on the light. If you're scared, turn on the light. About to be, like, Danny DeVito and Jack Halls. I want my house to be seen from space. <laughs> they did that. They turned on the lights for them, and then that's when she got fucking smashed into the wall. Yeah. And dragged away. So. Yeah, because it was they'd cut the like the power. They'd turn the lights off, and then the lights come back on. But then man in the mask grabs her and throws her into the wall. Yeah. It also um, it also kind of killed me that the actual like murder happened in broad daylight. Yeah, because, they waited till the morning. Yeah, that because usually you think like it could once it's morning, it's like oh they're in the clear. Right. They were not in the clear. You also in that scene when they're there. So they're all standing before them in their masks. And then that's when Kristen says, why are you doing this to us? And Dollface says, because you were home. But the uh, there's the the next thing that happens is they take their masks off. And that's, you know, like right then you're like, oh, they're fucked because now they've shown them their faces. You know, the, these two are not getting out of this. Yeah, no, it's that's because at that point, you know, it's like a thing. The mask is obviously to hide their identity. Right, right. You can't go to the cops. And, and I think like, it's, oh. I think it's, it's both to hide their. Well, if they're gonna kill them anyway, maybe it's not about the identity. But I think it's, you know, to hide their faces. But also, like those but masks. But if they get away, creepy. fuck. They need to hide their identity well, if they get away. Yeah. Well, and the, but and like the whole night is all just them just toying with them. It's like cat and mouse. You know, they're they're like a you know, like a cat playing with its food. And they're just psychologically torturing the, this couple all night. And then, if, like, them taking their masks off is one of the biggest, like, oh, they're fucked moments in, like, movie history, I feel like. Because you just, you know what's going to happen next now. Yeah, and they kind of realized it, too. Yeah, they do. Like, she starts crying harder when they take the masks off because she knows what that means. Yeah. Um, I, I, for my, like, awards, if I was going to give it a true Oscar... It's tough because I don't feel like there are any performances that are strong enough. Like Liv Tyler's yeah. in the movie, but I don't think it's Oscar worthy. And James is really kind of playing second fiddle to her most of the movie anyway. And he's not in 
portions of the movie. Like he leaves to go get cigarettes and he's not home. And then he he's the one that gets captured first by Man in the Mask, so he's not in it after that. And the strangers are all terrifying and their performances are great, but they have like four lines between the three of them the whole movie. Yeah, they don't really say much. They just do. Yeah. So if I was going to give this movie an Oscar, I think I would give it uh give it one for best direction. So I would give it to Brian, you know, but that's really the only one I could see myself giving it. There's not like a crazy soundtrack in the movie. But even Uh, still, I would give him hell for not going back into their story enough. I just. Right, right. Felt yeah, it would have been more too, traumatizing uh, too. I like the uh the sort of like vagueness, like the you know you know what happened without having without getting a ton of detail on what happened. Yeah, I guess it's supposed I like to play that, but some the, like more detail. You don't know what happened. I guess it's supposed to be like we this is we have minimal details, so we're giving you right. minimal details, so it makes it feel more real. Right. Um. But yeah, and like, and like I said, there's not really a much of a like a original score for this movie or soundtrack to to give. And the cinematography is good, but I don't think anything breathtaking. I will say one thing about the music is uh, when, like, shit starts happening, like, the first, like, in the beginning. That's uh, when she puts the record. Yeah, well, that too. But the Ooh. first time, yeah, when the record starts, the record player starts skipping when the house is first being, like, broken into. That's very fucking terrifying. But uh, the, um, I think it's around the time, it's right after James leaves, she puts on the record player, and it's that song, and there's one part, I think it's right after the first, she hears the knock at the door again, and the song is singing, Should We Go Outside? Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that too. All. And by that, I mean, I love that, because it's terrifying, <laughs> but like that, like, ugh. <laughs> I'm like, no, you should not go outside. In fact, you should, you should make sure that the house is locked in any way and is covered. Yeah, because they really only... She only locked the front door, but she didn't even try to look for the other door. Yeah, doors. we don't really know how the strangers got inside. I mean, they did okay. somehow. But um, category six is our highlights. What are your movie highlights? Um, So the part where – well, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, I guess at the end when she's, like, alive, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, like that yeah, was the last jump like scare. A, it makes you question it. It makes mm-hmm. you kind of like, hmm, you know, I wonder what happened here. Or, right. Did she I wonder live? if she made it. Or, yeah. How did they get the details of this situation? Like, obviously, they knew a lo- they knew enough to know that they were like terrorized. So maybe she was alive for a little bit. We don't mm-hmm. know. Um, You know, I also I like the way that they kind of went into it with the showing the boys finding the house um at the beginning. And yeah. Kind of not knowing. Backtracking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like when movies do that, when they kind of show you the end before the beginning, and we don't know who he's, who they see, if the bodies are there at all. We don't know. Right. Um, You know, and then, I mean, that's really it. Because the rest of it was, like, a lot of jump scares and a lot of just stress. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the stress was just like, huh. But, yeah. you know, the way it started, I liked how it did, like, a background. Like, how it reads you off, like, that prompt. Like, you know, on this day, yeah. this happened, and blah, blah, blah. And then it shows, like, them finding it. And then you go back to the beginning. Um, That would be, like, the highlights. I do like that they, they made it clear, or a little clearer. I wouldn't say completely clear, that it was a failed proposal. Right. Um, even though the roses and the ring box and all that kind of gave it away. Um, Yeah. <laughs> um. My favorite scene in the entire movie is after James leaves to go get her cigarettes and Kristen is just standing in the kitchen and then you see the man in the mask come out of like the alcove in the back in like the shadows of the house and he just stands there watching her. Yeah. 
that's still one of the scariest single like shots of a movie I've ever seen in my life. I agree because I forgot. I totally forgot about that. Um, she didn't even catch him. That was the yeah. worst part. Like, I think it just like sets the stage for like, because that happens pretty early in the movie. I think it it just sets the stage so you know like, oh, they're gonna fuck with them for the whole night, aren't they? Like, because yeah. they could they there are so many different times where they could have killed they could have just killed them right off the bat, but they're like, oh no, they're gonna fuck with these people and like drive them insane all night before they finally kill them. Which is worse because, I mean, really, if you think about it, there were three of them and two of them, so. Had they been able to, like, stick together, they could have taken them on. I mean, Mm -hmm. they could have, you know, had they planned a little better. I mean, you can't really plan for something like that. But had they um, kind of coordinated better, they could have gotten out. But it was just so – they were fucking with them so hard. Like, they were already in the house, and they didn't even make it clear until the phone went missing. Yeah, that's the thing. They didn't even make themselves known that they were inside. You know, it just uh, and then I mean, there's the scene where um, she's hiding in that little pantry and she's looking through the slots in the the thing at the man in the mask, like kind of walking through the, the, the house. And then he sits down at the table and he just sits there for a minute and then he gets up and walks away and she thinks she's like, OK, he left. And then Dollface pops up in front of the door and she starts smashing her way through the door or whatever. And then she just she literally just stops, too. And she like looks to the side and then walks away. Yeah. Again, it's just like it's like they're like we're we know we're gonna kill you and we're gonna have our fun until we do. Yeah, it's, that's just so much darker. Yeah, and from like our perspective watching the movie, it's like there's never a point where the strangers are not in control. Yeah. And that's again what makes this so fucking unsettling. Which I didn't know it was related to the Charles Manson thing, and that kind of makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, so that's that being an inspiration on the film is kind of more like speculative. I don't think that like the director didn't come out and say, yeah, I was inspired by the Manson murders, but people have drawn those similarities. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, another thing that I find like not so much unsettling. I mean, it is the whole movie is unsettling, but the scene, uh, after, I mean, like once she's like very clear to her, what's happening when James is still out getting the cigarettes, and then she goes and she hides in the bedroom, and that's when she cuts her hand on the light bulb. And then James comes home, but she's sitting in the bedroom, and she just hears the footsteps coming down the hallway. Can you imagine that level of terror, not knowing it's James coming down the hallway, but thinking that, like, you're cornered in this bedroom now. You have nothing to defend yourself with. And it, it, I think at this point, she only she knows that do- she's seen Dollface, and she's seen the man in the mask. Just know it and just thinking that they're coming down this hallway for you and there is absolutely fucking nothing that you can do to stop it. Like just yeah. thinking like I'm going to die you know, in 30 seconds like that's. I've always thought about those scenarios when like people are kind of backed into a corner like that. Um, I've always just thought I would kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, if, like if I was in that situation trauma. and I had a way to do it, I might I might do it. To just like I'm going to take myself out of this. Because it's going to be better than whatever they're going to do to me before they right, kill me. Because the, I would not want to be, like, tortured. I mean, who wants to be at the Another point where they're wishing they were dead? I'm right. sorry. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be tortured. Sue me. <laughs> like, I know. Like, call me crazy. But, um, you know, I would just – I guess it's weird because it makes you wonder, like, you know, a lot of people might think when they watch something like that, like, I would be, like, running out of there and just trying to outrun them. Like, right. And I'm just sitting there like, I'd just – do it i would just take all the fun out of it for them like fuck you guys i'm gonna win this shit and i'm gonna already be dead by the time you find me right (laughs) 
Which is, I guess, maybe that's a bad way to think. Like, I wouldn't even try to save just, myself. It is kind of defeatist, I guess. I'm like, nope, I'm not even going to try to fight back. I'm not going to try to escape. I'm just checking out now. Start, like, chugging bleach in the fucking closet. Just do whatever I <laughs> Like, I just, It's I like being know. in a hotel and asking for an early checkout instead of a late checkout. I know. Can I just, can I just check out right now? Like, fuck this whole thing. But, no, I, I guess it would just be, like, one of those things, like, I wouldn't want to be... I wouldn't want to, like, take the chance on, like... Like, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, how the guy's, like, hanging from chains for hours and somehow not... Yeah, dead. yeah, yeah. Can you imagine how horrible that is? And, like, at that point, I'd rather just be dead. Yeah, you know? for like, sure. <laughs> what else is there? And you can't get out of that. Right. And even if you do, you don't have... You're gonna have serious infections, and you could still probably die, and it's yeah. gonna be more painful. Your quality of life, if you do get out of there, not gonna be great. Yeah, and the same is point. true for this. Like, I mean, if the strangers, you know, they managed to kill them or they managed to get away or whatever, like, I'm not saying it'd be better to be dead. But your quality of life, if you escape from a night like this, you're going to have some fucking serious PTSD. Every knock on the door, every time you hear the leaves rustle outside, you know, a, a harsh gust of wind, anything is going to send absolute chills down your spine like i don't even know how i would be if i survived a night like this i don't know how the fuck i'd be able to function yeah well that's where therapy comes in <laughs> i don't think i don't even think that I, I think i would just be broken for life oh yeah i mean it, it, it's not something that you heal from right away i'm sure but i think it's just one of those things where you know um it all comes down to like your will to live <laughs> mm -hmm. and your will to like you know get past it i mean yeah i guess look we should just consider ourselves lucky that we the only experience we know any of this from is from the actual horror movies right <laughs> fortunately i'm glad that's my only experience with it i agree um and then just i mean to reiterate i'm going to sound like a broken record but the, when she says why are you doing this to us and she says because you were home that's my favorite line yeah. in any horror movie ever because it's so fucking bone chilling Yep, and that is why you get ring doorbells, and that is yeah. why you um, always have your cell phone charged. I mean, yeah. I'm charging my phone right now. Yeah, you know? oh, wait, get a gun. Be able to defend yourself. Don't shoot your friend. <laughs> yeah. Although, it, like, well, I mean, he figured it out, but James also said, like, when he find they get the shotgun, he's like, I don't know how to load it. And she's like, I thought you used to go hunting with your dad. And he's like, no, I lied. Like, no, nah, I was just spitting game. Like, what <laughs> no, a great time I to find thought... that out. Like, <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, I I'd be like, like if, if you're – imagine being her and being like, oh, thank God. We have a shotgun. Like, we're saved. And he's like, I actually don't know how to use this. He'd be like, this is the worst possible time to find out you lied about that. <laughs> like, And it would have been funny if she was like, so what else did you lie about? Yeah. <laughs> so why the, else should I? The fucking man in the mask comes bursting through the door. He's like, "Can you give us a minute? Because we're having kind of a serious conversation here." No, I want to know what else did you lie about? <laughs> no, no, don't get mad at him because he's the reason that I'm finding this out now. Because he's <laughs> helping me out. She turns to man in the mask. I actually want to thank you for bringing these issues to light. Because now I find out, like, I'm glad I said no to marrying this lying son of a bitch. You can kill him. Do with him what you will. <laughs> so what's up, James? If we had never been chased by these psychopath killers, no offense, you would have never told me? What else were you going to tell me? <laughs> what else are you even high? Was that business trip you went on last month even really a business trip? <laughs> what does he have to do for you to just be honest with me? I'm starting to think, to think Cynthia from work is not just a work friend. <laughs> 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 oh my god and then the killer's just like oh. yeah he's like i'm gonna go <laughs> seems right. like you guys are 
Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Your life sucks enough as it is. This I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come back at a better time. This is. I think clearly... I saw a light on at the neighbor's house. So... <laughs> yeah, we're. I'll just go. Uh, surely they are more well put together. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't sign to be up honest, for this. I feel like if I was backed into a corner and there was like a killer there, I think that would be my um. My like last ditch effort. I'd just be like, let's start a fight. Let's. Just it's either that or be like, there. hey, listen, don't kill me, and I'll join your team. How's that sound? Uh, let okay. me. I want to be okay. on a team. Never said that. <laughs> listen, if um, it comes down to survival, if that's gonna get me out of that house, then. Good to know where you I'm, stand. I'm I'm making myself eligible for the draft. This is what I'm saying. Note to any of Jesse's future potentially failed fiancés, he <laughs> will give you up. Why are, why are there going to be more failed engagements? What the fuck? Potential. <laughs> no, I, I you're manifesting some energy no, that I'm right. not claiming. Can I knock on wood? I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. Jesus Christ. I meant any I was putting you This is a rough movie. podcast episode I for me. I'm just taking shots from my co-host here. I was putting you in the shoes of the man in the movie who was dealing with a failed engagement <laughs> or failed pre-engagement proposal really so anyway anyway all i'm saying is, is that you shouldn't put it out there in the world that you will willingly give up i'm not saying i <laughs> listen all i'm life. saying is i'll do what i have to do to survive all right <laughs> including <laughs> including the life of apparently listen yeah i'll join the team and then the next time we're doing it i'll be like yeah you can count on me i'll post up here and then i'm like you guys gotta get out of here and then i kill the strangers so i'm the hero okay okay all right jeez okay didn't even let me explain myself first god you're right i guess i jumped to conclusions there (laughs) moving right along (laughs) uh rate this movie on a scale of one to ten five and a half five and a half wow yep i was not expecting that I know, I'm sorry. You care, I mean, it's just okay. aside from the fact that you want more about like the failed engagement and stuff like that, like, uh, care to elaborate? Yeah, I mean, I also feel like there could have been, <sighs> there could have been more. I mean, even with the, granted, the psychological part of it was huge, you know, just like the anticipation and mm-hmm. waiting. But I do feel as though there could have been a little bit more going on uh, prior to. You know, the um, the part, you know what I'm talking about. I can't talk right now. It's like, um, <laughs> there could have been more. Is it because you're worried you're going to insult me more with every word you say? <laughs> prior to the part where, like, you got engaged and didn't work out. Um, no, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, no. Um, All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Sorry to cut this one short, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, I mean, prior to when they figured out what was going on. Okay, so, like. Right. I hated how with them it was so first of all it was very awkward which I guess mm-hmm. is great because failed proposal can be awkward I would imagine um but hey luckily you don't know what that's like um, <laughs> so what sorry. the fuck <laughs> I know, I'm, so sorry. I'm, just, I'm trying to top Cassie <laughs> and it's just, you know, Listen, that will never be topped. Right? I know. I, honestly, it was it didn't even cross my mind until like I did it, and I was like, Jesus Christ! That's what it sounds like I'm trying to do, and it's really actually, they're coming to me, and I just have to say it. Um, no, but like, so the girl knocked at the door, right? And then like immediately after, the guy's like, I'm gonna go get you cigarettes, and you know, I just I feel like more could have happened um with him in it too. Right. Like I just feel like he wasn't really part of it. 
and it was kind of, that part was kind of weird to me how he right. was gone and she's dealing with it and then he comes back and he was gone for a long time and then it's really just her going around the house and you see the one shot of the guy mm-hmm. and then I just felt like there wasn't a lot of build up right with like actual things happening like you felt her stress oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you felt her stress but it just wasn't I just felt like there could have been more that's it right. that's my whole thing there could have been more um it's funny that like so i th- think what you were you were saying that like they it took them were you saying that you felt like it took them too long to figure out like like, like shit is going down here it didn't it didn't like it was it's i was gonna say because to... i had written down that i felt like this movie uh avoided that like typical horror movie trope of like one person knows what's going on and the rest of the gang doesn't believe him like he comes home and she's like yeah there, no there's people here and he's like no one was in the house Kristen. but yeah, he gets over that pretty like... quickly because he goes out to the car and finds it smashed to bits, you know, and the windshield smashed in and the car's been ransacked. His phone's missing. They go back inside and then his phone is on the piano. And then he's like, OK, we need to get the fuck out of here. That part pissed me off, too. Yeah. Because he literally got in the car with the windshield smashed and the wires cut and he's like moving it around. And yeah. Like, and then Dollface comes up and touches him on the shoulder. But like, what did you think was going to happen? These people yeah. are clearly fucking with you. Get back inside, my dude. Like, As soon as I saw the windshield smash, I would have turned right. I was like, all right. Yeah, some shit is going down. We got a real problem here. I would have assumed that they found my phone because he probably left it on the fucking seat or in the cup holder. Right, right. And he knows it. He knew he that, the car. Yeah, it just pisses me off. It's little things like that. They piss me off and they lost a lot of points with this one. All right. So I gave it a 9.8. Oh, Jesus. As I said before, though, this was like up until Dr. Sleep, this was my favorite horror movie of all time. And uh, Brittany, if you're still listening, I'm sorry that Megan has just disparaged our like favorite so collective sorry. favorite movie. <laughs> Nothing against either of you. Um, genuinely. No, I like, think it's good that we disagree, though. Like it, it, you know, it doesn't make for good podcasting if every time we're just like, yeah, no, it's a great movie. I give it a 10. <laughs> like, yeah. This it's is just good. how I felt about the movie. Rated it so differently than I, but I did. I am giving it a 9.8. I know this movie has problems. I know it has flaws, but I'm also like influenced by like the sheer terror that this movie instilled in me that night that me and my friends watched it the first time. But uh, I, I just, like I said just before uh, again and again the because you were home motif of this movie is just so effective and powerful to me. Yeah. Because like I said, like I said before, I've always approached horror movies with a, oh, well, I just won't put myself in that position or, oh, this doesn't, this would never happen to me because I don't do that. I am always home. Home is where I spend most of my time. I so if I could be killed just for being home, I'm fucked. <laughs> so. I feel that. And so, I think maybe if there were more people. Right. Maybe if they had more characters in the movie or there are more people like in the house somehow. Right. Maybe then it would have been like if they had done. OK, hear me out. Instead of just those two. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just say. It was the whole wedding party. Right. I was going back to the cabin. OK. And then people started noticing weird shit. And then like it was like there's another movie where that happens and I can't remember what it's called, but there are multiple people. And then it gets to the point where like you're questioning the people in the the house. Is and it I bodies, just, bodies, bodies? Because this sounds—it no. sounds kind of like that when they all start questioning each other. It's older. But if they had had more people in the house and like more right. shit going on, and mm-hmm. just like more, you know, even more strangers, you know, right. I mean, like they could have—they could have made it the same but bigger. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it would have appealed a little bit more because there would have just been more to the plot, like more to the people and like more stories and just more drama. Right. Like this one was just very cut and dry. Like these these people are getting killed. Right. And that's it. And it was just very dark. Whereas a lot of the movies, I like horror movies <laughs> that have a story. I like to get to know the people before they get <laughs> killed, like I said. Um, and I just feel like when there's more to it than just the scary part. I mean, I just felt like this movie was very dark. Right. Oh, yeah. It's really, We're really just dark. watching. And I think that's why we rated it so differently is I love movies that are really fucking dark and it just feels like there's no hope and you want that kind of like, like like maybe there's a chance. Yeah. Drama. Like, you know, did, did she cheat on him? Like, did that happen? You know, like she just, her, she looked very guilty. Like she was just very weird about the whole thing. And like, she wasn't really talking, you know? Right. Um, you know, it's like, why, why did you say no? Hmm? Why, why? Because you're, you can't even speak at a full volume right now. <laughs> it's a little sus of her. You know? That's, uh, uh, so Liv Tyler's in another movie that I absolutely love called Armageddon. And that's kind of just like how she talks. <laughs> She's okay, a very well, like breathy kind of talker. Yeah, well, you know what? If you're going to talk, speak the fuck up because I can't hear you. I have <laughs> subtitles and she was just like, okay, okay. yeah. Why are you doing this to him? Why are you doing this to him? Um, yeah. You and then Dolphy's like, because you were home, bitch. <laughs> and we're just like, okay, yeah. Yeah, we were. But what if I told you I'm not the whole little... <laughs> Like, I don't even know, live here. <laughs> this isn't even my this house. not even my house. <laughs> like, I literally, you can have whatever you want. Like, I would just be like trying to gossip with the bitch. But listen, <laughs> so this isn't my house, right? But I happen to know that they've got some expensive ass shit in the next room. <laughs> so I'll look the other way if you just let me, you know, go home. You know, I'll leave the door unlocked. Come back. <laughs> I don't think I would have worked because they were just there for blood. But yeah, I know. It'd be worth a shot. Some people are there for money, but sometimes these people clearly just wanted blood on their hands. Yeah. And that is the scariest part is that there are some people that just, they can't just be wanted bought. to kill. Yeah. You know, I could be bought. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So our official unqualified score is a 7.65. Much lower than I thought it would be, but I respect your uh, argument. Uh, Category 8 is, is this movie a Hall of Famer in its genre and why? And that would probably be horror or slasher. I mean, I would say yes, because it's like the story is very dark, and that's what you Mm. really want to go for with stories like this. Um, So I'm going to say yes. I've heard of the movie before. Um, I think it's pretty well known. Yeah. But, um, you know. So I'll say yes, but not because I'm like, yes, I love this movie. Like, it's not a it's not a 12 by any means. <laughs> well, nothing is because the well, scale goes to 10. Well, don't worry, darling. Was... I think that's come up on every episode since then. Well, and it will. <laughs> episode 100, you're going to be like, I just want you all to know that I'm still mad. <laughs> don't worry, darling is absolutely a 12. And even when they come out with don't worry, darling, too, it will also be a 12. <laughs> or maybe even a you're gonna be really really disappointed if it's not <laughs> if they sequels often are underwhelming and it's not a 12 then i'm gonna have words with them because i really hope a sequel gets made so we can go see it and immediately get on the podcast so i can hear what you say i'm just like immediately in the car i'll just start and be like all right guys let's see <laughs> we have to talk about this <laughs> um um i agree i think this movie i mean i gave it a 9.8 so Obviously, I'm going to say it's a Hall of Famer, but again, 
the because you were home thing, I think that alone makes it a Hall of Famer because it's one of the most Because, yeah, there's no real motive. It's yeah, really it's just the like, mo- I think home. it's the most terrifying motive you can have for a slasher movie like this. Yeah, because you can't you can't offer anything like you can't you can't save yourself from that. If for you to say, why are you doing this? And if somebody says, you know, because I have a family to take care of and I want your health insurance money and I'm going to steal your identity or something. Right. I don't know. Like something stupid. And then like there's motive there. I'm like, no, I'll help you. Like, I'll give you money. Like, I'll do whatever right. I have to do. But for this, you were home. Like, what right. can you what can you count? Yeah, on? there being no motive makes this move makes the like events of this movie it opens them up to literally everybody on the fucking planet yeah because it's literally just a case of wrong place wrong time and there's no way to prevent yourself from falling into that yeah so it's it's like that like i get it i agree that's what that's what makes this movie tick um category nine is are there any glaring plot holes or things you didn't work for you and or things that you would change which we already know you (laughs) you would change a great many things but uh you know I guess just, I wish that um the bitch just said yes. <laughs> I do wish she would have just said yes. Do you want to know why, though? Like, think why? about it. If she said yes, they would both probably still be alive. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the whole thing was because you were home, but also because they answered the door. Right. Okay. Maybe they don't answer the door if they're too busy getting it on with some engagement exactly. sex. Celebrating. And then they don't even hear the door. Right. Right. And then, like, it's not to say that it's impossible to think that the strangers might not still break in. But opening the door, you are just opening the door. Right. For opportunity. I do think that it's a big thing that if nobody had answered the door, maybe they move on to the next house. Right. Because whereas the if they're just, like, sleeping, they're not able to have their fun. They could turn off the power. But guess what? They're sleeping. They don't fucking know the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just I felt like if if she had said yes, if she had just taken my advice and not seen the engagement as a serious thing, then she they would be alive and they would be happy and they would just hear about the people down the street. They got brutally murdered and be like, oh, shit, I'm glad we were just too busy celebrating our engagement last night. Right. Be like, by the way, James, we need to talk. <laughs> and he'd be like, what do you mean? Um, I don't know if I see this going into the next steps. <laughs> I'm willing but to you said that you wanted to take it to the next step well here's the thing i only said that <laughs> just always say yes because why close a door when you're not sure if you want the door closed <laughs> Kristen would be like well see here's the thing i said that i would marry you and you said that you used to go hunting with your dad so it looks so, like we both lied <laughs> it looks like we both exaggerated a little bit um just being in the same room of with your dad who is a hunter does not make you a hunter and <laughs> me accepting a ring does not make us married so, <laughs> and that's that so had she said yes everything would have been avoided and this would have never happened Pop. all right um i don't have a lot of issues with this movie as my 9.8 score would reflect your but point two? what i would will say is there's two things one is when they open the door the first time and she says is tamra home and first of all one thing that that also like the like i think maybe the first time i got chills watching this movie is when uh she they say uh no i think you got the wrong house or whatever and she's like are you sure and they're like yeah we're fucking sure and she's like all right see you later i'm like hey hey no no you won't see us later do not come back. Like, ex- like what do you mean you'll see us later? Like, that's just, but that's just like it's when she's like, see you later. I'm like, ugh, 
I think she will see them later. No, I don't think it's going to be a good story when she does. But when she walks away and he kind of looks around outside and like the light wasn't working, he tried flicking the switch and he's like, fuck, the light's not working. And then she walks away and then he notices that the light bulb was just unscrewed. I would have been like, all right, this light was working when we got here. Now it's unscrewed. So we couldn't see her face something about this is starting to smell a little fishy right there i would have had some problems if anybody ever comes to my house and knocks on the door and i answer and the light doesn't work and then i find out that they unscrewed the light bulb so i couldn't see them i'm leaving i'm going out for the night i'm i'm just i'm done so that's it's not a big plot hole it's just something that i would do differently in that yeah. situation but the uh the only thing i have that i could maybe nitpick about the movie is are the strangers like actual fucking ninjas. They must be. Because we see them do so. Like, Kristen is in the living room when she drops the smoke detector. She does not leave the room, and then the smoke detector is on a chair. Yeah. We don't see the strangers do a lot of like like operating not on screen, but doing things that I feel like we should see how the fuck they pulled that off. Um, How did they get James's phone back inside without anybody seeing them go inside? How did they get inside? How did James sit in the car, get tapped on the shoulder by Dollface, and immediately whip stick around, and she's nowhere to be seen? Yeah, because she, like, grabbed him a little bit. Yeah, she literally touches him. She touches him on his neck, and then he immediately whips his head around, and she's fucking gone. Where did she go? Right. It was weird. The whole thing was weird. Yeah, they, uh... They, the strangers manage to move around in a way that seems to defy logic. Yes. Which is not a big enough problem for me to, you know, really have an issue because I gave it a 9.8. But if I'm looking for something to pick apart, that's going to be – that's what I'm picking apart is how are they operating so stealthily? Like – Yeah. I don't know. I it, it's not that big of a it's deal, weird. but it doesn't make any sense. No, like they had to have heard something at some point. Right. You just, you can't, it was like an older looking house. And like, I can't imagine somebody walking across like wood floors. Well, without even in the scene when, um, the man in the mask is walking in you the, hear you hear his footsteps. They're loud as fuck. He must've been wearing socks the first time. I, don't I guess so. Yeah. Um, all right. So final category question 10 is has, how has this movie aged and has it held up? So um, it came out in 2008. Has it held up in 2022? I mean, yes, it has. I think that you kind of just feel the stress of like, oh, my God, what it must have been like in 2005 where we're not attached to our phones. Right. Like, seven, like, yeah, that's another thing is this came out in 2008, but it's set on the night of February 11th, 2005. Right. So it was like a flip phone. Right. Yeah. And like before, I feel like I didn't. I mean. I, I always had my phone out just because I felt cool, but I feel like as an adult, you really only used your phone to make phone calls. Right. Like, you couldn't do much else on it in 2005. So it would be totally normal for it to be in your purse or just like in the car. Like you just, you don't need it, you know? And right. like they had a landline there and mm-hmm. I think it holds up in the sense of like, you really realize how different it was back then. It's right. just obviously today. It would be like we talked about. It would be so much harder to pull that off. Right. You know, like it would it, be, it would and that's so. One of the things I wrote down for this question is: is does 2022 technology make this movie harder for this these events to happen? Yeah, and I absolutely. think definitely, because, I mean, 
maybe not, you know, not in 2005. And like, I'm not saying let's view this movie as, you know, the exact events happening in 2022, but I'm also kind of saying that like, if it did happen today, it'd be a lot easier to get the police out there. Yeah. If Um, I heard somebody right now creeping around outside my house, mm -hmm. I don't have a landline. Okay. Right. So I don't have to worry about someone cutting a wire and not being able to get through. I have my cell phone right next to me. Right. I don't even have to touch it. Right. All I have to say is, hey, Siri. Right. Yeah. And she'll do it. Right. My series. She'll get them police out there right away. Or people have Alexa's or, you know, Google Home Assistant's. So it it would be a lot more difficult to maneuver around the technology. Yes. You can text them now. So there's just there's so many obstacles in these people's way, which is great. You know, I'm all for them not being able to succeed and not thinking to attempt these things. Right, right. Because, um, yeah. It would be way more difficult now. Yeah, exactly. So just just know that you can't, it can't happen. So don't even try it. <laughs> right. I think uh, I think the movie is definitely held up. Technology would make it harder for this to happen, but not impossible. Yeah. Um, but the concept of this happening because you were home has definitely held up because that's still a very real possibility. Yeah, and a lot of people don't lock their doors still to this day. Right. Even knowing all these things have happened in the past. Like, right, right. People, people are very, like, complacent. Uh-huh. People think they live in bubbles. And they're very trusting. Right. You know, like, people Everybody thinks, anything. oh, it can't happen to me until it does. Exactly. So I think that people are still stupid and are still susceptible to things like this happening. Right. And it could absolutely happen to them. But I do think that you would need somebody who's, like, not only has the will to kill, but also maybe a hacker that can put up, like, a cell phone blocker of some sort. Right. Um, and somehow cut off all your cameras um, before they're caught on camera. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about this movie is uh, it, it didn't – I don't know that it really f- felt like it fit in in any of the categories. But the ending, when um, they are leaving – when the strangers are leaving and they encounter like the two the two boys, what what's your take on that? Um, like uh, Dollface gets out of the car and asks the boys for pamphlets. Um, my take, and, and you can tell me if you agree or if you had a different take, but it, I almost feel like so she asks for a pamphlet, right? Yep. And the boy says, "Are you a sinner?" And she says, "Sometimes." And then she gets back in the car and Pinup Girl says, "It'll be easier next time." So I almost got the sense that Man in the Mask and Pinup Girl have been doing this for some time, and Dollface is kind of like this is maybe her first rodeo, or she's still somewhat new to this, and she's yeah. like joined them recently, or maybe this is her first time, and she's experiencing. Well, she says sometimes she's a sinner, so that would to me, on this like logic train, imply that she's done this a couple other times, but maybe she's not as much of a seasoned veteran as Man in Mask or uh, Pinup Girl, and maybe she's still experiencing some, like, remorse uh, or difficulty doing this. Some kind of... Try to save himself type of situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I, Um, I thought that was a possibility. Yeah, I've seen people um, say that, like, it'll be easier next time. And it seemed to me like those people missed what that line really meant because it's like it, they didn't it, – the people say like it wasn't difficult. Like those people couldn't have been easier to kill. And I don't think that's what she's saying. She's not saying like we will have an easier time finishing our mission next time. She's saying it will be emotionally easier for you. Like she's saying you get used to it. Yeah, which is weird. Like how do you even find yourself in that situation? Yeah. You I'm think she worried. just like responded to a Craigslist ad? Like a, Yeah. 
perfect. <laughs> You'll get the hang of it. What's that ad look like? It's like male and female seeking third for yeah, some light murder like a, and psychological torture. It's probably like a serious inquiries only. Thing <laughs> Must have your own mask. Facts. Yeah, it's probably like a thruple thing, and then they kind of like, hey, <laughs> so. We may have lied a little bit. <laughs> We're, we like to do uh, a little something different. We're just kind of crazy like that. <laughs> we just, sometimes, we gotta spice things up, you know? Yeah, what we found. <laughs> we found that um, blood <laughs> is an aphrodisiac. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I, I mean, condolences to anyone who was involved. If the ghosts are listening. <laughs> Um, feel for you. Well, they're not really dead. <laughs> like, what do you mean? The act, like, there's no ghosts. Nobody really died making this movie. No, I mean the people's based on, bro. Oh, right, right. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's a wrap for the. That's it for the strangers. We Yay! Did it. Well, this has been a fun episode. Yeah, this um, was a lot of fun. So yeah, ha- having um, our first official guest on. Shout out to Lacey. Oh, yeah, shout out. Hi, Lacey. Bye, Lacey. Uh, she ditched pretty quick. Um, <laughs> She's like, all right, you guys talking about that movie? I'm out of here now. Yeah. yeah, she didn't watch the movie, so she just she didn't feel like um, she could really contribute much. Right. So it for really our, would have uh, just been her sitting here. Just Although listening to us talk about it. For my engagement comments. Yeah. Love to got her. You have to have her listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for our listeners, we are going to have guests on who will have seen the movie um, because it'll be more planned out. They'll know ahead of time, and we'll have our guests watch the movie. Yeah, we're gonna do the one chip challenge. Woo. No, we are not. <laughs> uh, you can do it. No, I'm not doing that shit. Jesse, would you do it if we got a million likes or a million shares? Yeah, absolutely. If we get a million <laughs> shares, then I will do the two chip challenge. I'll eat that shit twice. I don't fuck. But <laughs> oh, I am. You heard it here first, I'm, guys. I swear to God, this is gonna be one of those things where I'm like, I'm gonna, I end up regret saying. That. I'm literally gonna post it on our Facebook story, and I'm gonna be like two million shares, and Jesse does the dump, the one chip challenge twice. <laughs> it will be the most upset anyone has ever been to have their it's podcast be such suddenly a succeed. Sweet feeling. You're gonna be like, <laughs> like wow. yeah, we're like actually like official official podcasters now, but at what fucking Bernie terrible <laughs> price? <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna have to like put out applications for co-hosts. Looking for co-hosts. <laughs> Last one died on the job. <laughs> Last one was. Stupid. Swear it won't happen again though. <laughs> But we, we, we learned from that. So. Yeah, the, you said the last you one was stupid. You live and you learn. Yeah, it's stupid to do. So, to recap, the things that I've been uh, bullied about tonight. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't talking about you when I said the stuff about the engagement. Okay? It kind of felt like it. No, it was in general. It's just how you feel. Right, all right. Well. But I realize now, in hindsight, <laughs> saying it, it felt like I was attacking you for... But you know what? <laughs> I was in support of that, all right? <laughs> all right, well, that's a wrap for episode seven. Thank you to anybody who's out there listening to this podcast. Jordan. We love you, and we'll see you sometime next week. We should have uh, a guest on for conversation and a review. And, yeah, I guess until until, uh, until next time, I've been Jesse. I've been Megan. And Lacey was here. And She's and Lacey was Lacey. She's Lacey gone now. Lacey was Lacey. And, yeah. yeah. She's not She's with not us anymore. She's not dead. No, she's not dead. No, she's still no. alive. She's fine. <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, she's good. She's just not not on the mic anymore. <laughs> yeah, her headset yeah. is hung up 
on the hook next to me. She's in her room. No lizards that I heard of. So yeah. or anyway. snakes. <laughs> we're really bad at the outro part. <laughs> we'll get realize that. that. Yeah. But yeah. We don't, we're um, like, all right, we're gonna go down. Then five then minutes we, later, we're like, all right, this is really it. Okay. We're, we're doing good. it right now. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.